Did you press it? I've pressed record now. What are we talking about? We're talking about Death Stranding. Oh. <laughs> what did you think we were talking about? I don't know, because, I mean, you went to sleep and woke up and did this. For me, it's still the same day, so I'm just like... <laughs> oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, we... Okay, we have to talk about... I'm, like, about- still sitting in the same chair <laughs> that I was, like, in basically the same position doing the same thing. <laughs> so, this could seem like a really long podcast for you with a break in between. Well, they all seem really long. <laughs> oh, my God. You piece of shit. <laughs> I mean, ima- imagine how long this must be to listen to for the audience. Well, I edit it out. I hope you do. <laughs> you know what? You know what? Just for that, the last two horrible podcasts we did, I'm just going to release yeah. them as is. All right. Yeah. Take six. Take seven. Take eight. Take nine. Oh, I got to go. I'll be back. Take ten. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, when you release that in the Patreon drops to, like, $4, <laughs> it's kind of your fault. <laughs> oh, my God, I was thinking, uh, <laughs> like, because um, every time we do an intro, we talk about, like, uh, the social media we have and to check uh, stuff out in the description. We should be like, for just a cup of coffee a month. <laughs> You could have access to the best patron content when you can find. Yeah. <laughs> content such as Rich's monologue and Sinclair yeah. talking to animals. <laughs> yep. It's funnier when you've actually seen those videos, okay? <laughs> I don't think it is. Oh my god. Uh, Richard's the bully today. Well, I'm tired, okay. <laughs> like, you know how Bruce Wayne turns into the Batman at night? You turn into a bully after dark. <laughs> Okay. So, I also have, like, a separate dog for every separate episode. I read that is a separate dog. <laughs> I have a separate dog for every episode. <laughs> you're just, you're using them as the background. <laughs> every episode of the podcast is a different breed of dog in the background. I'm feeling much better today. I am much less nervous about doing the podcast. So I think Good. it's gonna be a, I think it's gonna be less of a train wreck. Okay. I think we can do this in the allocated time of one hour. Okay. Okay. Well, that's good because Death Stranding is a very straightforward subject that we know a lot about. So. <laughs> yes. uh, okay. Um. I will send you what you what you have to say for the Okay. Show. I'm just fighting the four kings on New Game Plus. So Again? You're fight. always fighting the four it's kings. It's called New Game Plus. Every time I talk to you, you're fighting four kings. I have a feeling that you never beat them at all, and you keep doing the same boss and then telling me, oh yeah, oh yeah, I finished it, but then you fight it again. Yeah. Well, if it's any consolation, I don't like fighting the four kings at all. <laughs> 
especially on New Game Plus when they spawn even faster. Okay, I've only got one king to go. Okay. This is possibly going to be a second, but I think this one's going to go down in a couple of hits. Mm-hmm. Oh shit, please don't kill me. Okay, good. Go, king, go. Did they win? No. Because you're invading their house, Richie. You're going yeah. into their yeah. hole and beating them up. They need well, the to worst, call the cops the on you. The worst part is that I had to kill kill Gwendolyn to get his soul and then go back to Anne Orlando in New Game Plus and be like, Hi, Gwendolyn. Sorry I killed you before. Here's 13 ears that I duped online. <laughs> that must have been an awkward conversation. Uh, well, no, because he's not real. <laughs> wait, you can give... Wait, wait, Because I never finished Dark Souls 1. Yeah, that's true. That's you like... can talk to Gwendolyn? Yes. How? What, what do you mean? I thought he only shows up after you kill his illusion sister to kill no. you. No. Oh. Where is he? He's in the same place. You just go there and you you um you just sit in you stand in front of the fog wall and then you can say like you can just say talk and then you talk to him and he lets you join the blades of the dark moon. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. Anyway, the four kings are now zero kings. So I can read this thing. It sounds like a Sesame Street thing. Yeah. Yeah. Count the four kings. Yeah. <laughs> well, count the four kings. There's four. Yeah, and you go one, yeah, it's, two, it's quite three. Seems, sounds quite easy. Well, for kids, it's not easy. Yeah. Like what? What? You were born knowing how to count, Richie? No, but if four is in the name. But it doesn't mean you know one, two, and three. Wait a minute, Richard. Yeah. Four kings, Dark Souls 4. I'm sure they would come back. What? The four king. if there was Dark Souls 4, I'm sure the four kings would come back. No, I think the four kings are um, foreshadowing of Dark Souls 4. You know, I used to think they were a reference, and they're not. A reference to what? There's a common thing in Japanese stuff where you say there's four kings of something. Like, uh, Final Fantasy has, like, the four kings of the elements, and there's, like, the... There's four kings in the deck of cards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But and I thought, oh, the four kings, it's a reference to that. They're, like, the four kings of something. But, um, no, the, the name in Japanese is just, like, the four dukes. They're not actually called kings. So, oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wait! Oh, wait! Does that mean Shiri is actually their daughter? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Zoolander had, like, three roommates. Are the four kings Zoolander and his roommates? Where's the file I'm reading? <laughs> okay, so... <laughs> this is where Richard draws the line. <laughs> Um, People need to understand that, like, it's the same day for me. And the podcast we did a few hours ago did not go well. No. 
My favourite was when you told me to recap the story of Dark Souls and then you stopped me after the intro to just talk about how the Lord- you didn't know what the Lord Vessel was. Hey, okay, do you want to do it again? Well, no, no, no but no, like- No, we don't want to do it again. That was a rhetorical I, question. Okay, I don't want to do it again, but I know more about the Lord Vessel than Death Stranding. Uh, okay, so I sent you the lines for the intro, as well as the document. Can we just use this as the intro? Yeah. I think the shambolic nature of this is what makes it appealing. Okay, but you still have to say which episode it is and what we're discussing. It's episode seven, I think. <laughs> We're discussing Death Stranding, a game that no one knows anything about, especially us, and isn't out yet. <laughs> and then you have to tell people to check out the description. or Discord. Check out the video description and smash that like button. Alright guys, you know, we're going to play a little game here. I'm going to put a fidget spinner on my nose. And if I can keep it spinning for 10 seconds, you have to give me a like. That's something I learned from watching a whole lot of the boss baby came to my house at 3am brackets real videos. Just that people, people force you to play a game with them in which if they win they get a like. And they always win as though the video is edited. <laughs> is that, is that a thing? Yeah. Cause I have so many games I could play. <laughs> yeah, it's a thing, I don't think you should actually do it though. I'm just saying it exists. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and, uh, um. <laughs> okay, let's do this. Okay. I've had a long day of, of dreading this to help me prepare. <laughs> oh. Okay. Oh, I had another person reach you, but this is good. These intros and outros are actually useful. Because someone else came in the server yesterday, and we were like, hey, welcome! And they're like, hi, I only found out. And they're like, I've been following you ever since the Mensis podcast, but only found out you had a server thanks to that video. Wow, that's, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, so we're doing some good to the world. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm saving. It turns out I already had that file, and I just saved over it. <laughs> So we're off to an excellent start. Okay. Uh, so, we're gonna talk about Death Stranding. Okay. So we're gonna do a couple of things today. First, we're gonna look at some interviews with Kojima. Yep. Uh, to give sort of a background for the game. And yep. then we're going to look at some of his tweets for, like, yep. context. And then we're going to look at the trailers. And Are we going to look at the tweet where he photoshopped a helicopter blowing up Konami HQ? That's my favorite one. Did he actually do that? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't and know. And he, he called them Tactical Theft Corporation Konami. Should we should we provide some context for perhaps younger listeners that at one point Konami were good? <laughs> okay, go ahead. Yeah, there was there was a period in the 
I'll say like um early to late ish nineties when Konami were really good. They were that's where a lot of the sort of capital they have now came from. They were an extremely successful company who made very, very good games. Mm-hmm. And um they have basically squandered and destroyed all of that. And now they just make pachinko machines because it's more it's more profitable. It's called evolving, Richie. Hmm. Well, the market is always right. <laughs> okay, thank you, Richie. Mm. Oh, another thing I wanted to mention is that uh, there's a lot of trailer analyses. Yep. Okay, about Death Stranding out there. And yep. so, um, like, for people who are listening, if you watched a bunch of them and are looking for, like, a newer good one with a different perspective... Um, I would recommend... Don't, don't watch this one. <laughs> that comes later. But okay. now, <laughs> I would uh, recommend checking out uh, a video that I found by Eurothug4000 that I will link in the description. And it's a really cool video, and it's really interesting. And, you know, go check it out and say, since hi. Like, yeah, like Richie said, if you've already seen, like, a lot of videos and read a lot of things on Death Stranding you probably will not learn anything new today. So No. Yeah. In fact, if you know anything about Death Stranding, you will actually forget things you know as a result of this, because it's going to be a shambles. <laughs> no. <laughs> it's not going to be in shambles. You, this video will actually make you stupider. <laughs> but you know how you can make yourself smart again? By uh, smashing that like button. Yes, how did you know I was going to say that? <laughs> Okay. Um. <laughs> okay. This video will make you stupid. If you hit like, your your intelligence will return. But if you click subscribe, you will become a genius. <laughs> okay, that's a good one. Yeah, and if you if you donate to Patreon, your intellect will expand to the point where you can start encountering other planes of existence <laughs> and become a true brain genius. I'm just helping set the tone, because it's all going to be like this. Uh, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So, are you hyped about Death Stranding, Richie? Well, I'm interested in Death Stranding because I don't know anything about it. Which is going to become obvious throughout this video. Um, and also, I'm interested in it because I'm glad that Kojima is away from Konami. Okay. Because Kojima is like, he is like a weird, creative, free-spirited guy. And as a result of basically working for Konami, he did nothing but Metal Gear games for almost 20 years. Mm-hmm. Because what happened was Metal Gear Solid was a hit. Then he was able to do Metal Gear Solid 2, which is sort of his, I guess, his like masterwork. I think Metal Gear Solid 2 is like... It's an extremely uh, interesting game. Then, after that, he wanted Metal Gear Solid 2 to be the last one. And basically, Konami said, all right, but, like, we're going to keep making these games. 
So they basically they he wanted to end it, and then every time he was about to end it, Konami would announce say like, "Well, if you if you don't like." Basically, they were going to make their own Metal Gear games if he didn't mm-hmm. um, keep making them for him. So, he sort of was brought back. I don't think he really wanted to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, he, he has a very eclectic back catalogue of games he's done. A lot of them were visual, were basically fancy visual novels rather than, like, a, like an action game. And... Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, he sort of got pigeonholed. He just did Metal Gear for a long time. And even though, like, he's left Konami under pretty shitty circumstances and he was treated very badly, I am sort of glad that he is away from that and can do his own thing again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Super, thank you. Okay, so let me tell you about Death Stranding. Okay. By reading the synopsis of a wiki page. <laughs> okay. So, Death Stranding is an upcoming action game developed by Kojima Productions and published by Sony Interactive Entertainment for PlayStation 4. It is the first game by Kojima and his company following the 2015 disbandment of Kojima Productions as a subsidiary of Konami and subsequent reformation as an independent studio, which is what you told us about. Yeah. And Death Stranding was announced at E3 2016, but doesn't have a release date yet. And there are, like, several actors that are going to playing Death Stranding, such as uh, Norman Reedus, Mass Mikkelsen, Lee Sedu, and Lindsay Wagner. And uh, Guillermo del Toro will also contribute his likeness to another character through facial and body scanning. Yes. And the game's title itself, uh, Death Stranding, is apparently a reference to the Cetitian Stranding Phenomenon. By cetaceans, we mean whales. Yes. Yes. Can you tell me what, like, cetacean stranding is? It's when groups of whales beach themselves and die on the beach. The early death stranding, but like, way, like, years and years ago when we had even less idea what it was. That was, um... It was illustrated with footage of, like, it was Norman Reedus on a beach with these, what looked like whale skeletons around him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And uh, it kind of reminded me of a video you made about uh, the fishing hamlet. Yes. Yeah. Whales are an important thing in Japan, culturally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So everybody should check that out. There are Bloodborne spoilers, but it's a really good video. Thank you. And um, so I looked through a couple of articles about um, Death Stranding that I thought were really cool. And I thought we could maybe summarize them, but then I didn't have the time. So it was just like, Rich is going to read this out. He can do it. Yeah. And you've very helpfully written, could you please read this part? (laughs) Yeah. so (laughs) um, So one of the articles is from 2016. And uh, it's called, and by the way, I'll link everything in the description if anybody wants to read it, because it's just uh, excerpts from the articles, not the whole thing. And it's yeah. called uh, More Cryptic Death Stranding Details from Kojima. Yep. And uh, yeah, could you read uh, <laughs> the part in green from that article, please? 
So it's got here that one of the big themes of Death Stranding is the idea that life and death are connected. And that's something that Kojima said. And he talks about how animals are connected with each other and people are connected with each other and everything is connected. Hmm. And he says that the inspiration was a short story by an author called Kobo Abe. In which he says that in the story, Abe says that the first tool mankind created was a stick. That the stick... Uh, was created to put distance between mankind and Ganima just says bad things. He means to protect himself with a stick. And the second tool he created was a rope. And the idea with the rope is that you could secure things that mattered to you. And he hmm. likens the rope in the Abe story to umbilical cords. And he talks about that um, the... The, the title of Death Stranding, the way it's written, it has these things hanging from it. And he says those are meant to be umbilical cords. Mm-hmm. And he talks about how uh, most action games are, going back to the Abe story, they are sticks. They are about putting, you know, your uh, a distance between yourself and bad things, about fighting back and defending yourself. But he wanted to make a game that was about rope. So it's about connecting mm-hmm. yourself to things about it. So that kind of doesn't tell us really very much about how the game plays, but it does make it sound like he's it's got interesting concepts behind it that aren't just shooting stuff. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I thought so too. It seemed very like weird, <laughs> but also really intriguing. Yeah. And the umbilical cords made me think of Bloodborne. <laughs> well, yeah, because Death Stranding is very heavy on uh, childbirth and child child imagery. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Uh, do you have anything else to add, or does that remind you of anything you might have encountered in a Kojima game before? Um. Well. In Snatcher, there is stuff about like um again uh about about child children sort of in that the main character of Snatcher is someone who is cryogenically frozen, and then actually no, this, this is also true of another game we did called Police Knots. I just realized this that both those games the protagonist is someone who was like frozen when they were in their their early thirties, and then they awaken later on, and the world has passed them by. And in Snatcher, it's done very specifically with a child that this character's he never met his child. And in Police Nauts, it's done with a wife where the character realizes that, you know, his wife has gotten old and died without him. Yeah, so... Someone's going to correct me on this. By by that, I mean that the main character of Police Nauts' wife has gotten old and then later on she dies without him. But yeah... Mm-hmm. Uh, both of those, were they Konami games? Yeah. They were for the... Um, they were both released on the PlayStation, but they were for other consoles as well, like Snatch- <laughs> Snatcher was made for the uh, an old Japanese computer called the MSX. Metal Gear mm-hmm. was also for MSX, and it wasn't finished. So then it was remade for the PlayStation and for the Sega CD, and when it was remade, they basically added the missing stuff to it. So the definitive version of Snatcher is the Sega CD version. Whereas the original version of Snatcher just sort of ends at the end of Act 2. Snatcher and Police Noughts are both... um, Snatcher did get an official English release and it was fully voiced. And it's got a very, very well done uh, English uh, vocal track to it. Police Noughts never got an English dub, but they... um, group of fans have released a patch that does patch the 
text back into English. So you can you can play both of them in English. Mm-hmm. And they're both uh, they're both effectively like what we would call visual novels. Snatcher has some very mild like it's sort of referred to derisively as the bit where it pretends to be a video game. But basically, Snatcher is you sort of walking around. Cl- it's like a point and click game. Uh, going around trying to solve this mystery in futuristic Tokyo. And uh, at certain points you get attacked and it becomes a like a light gun game where you just have to sort of click on stuff on the screen before it hits you. But aside from that, like, they are just like story-driven games. And you can't really sort of lose at them. Hmm. Hmm. Okay, thank you. And, uh, okay, so the next article, that's from 2017, and it's called Kojima Explains Death Stranding, Gameplay, and Lore. Oh, good lore. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. So, and in this one, he talks about the game over mechanic, which is pretty interesting. You- yeah. He says here that one of the themes of Death Stranding is life and death together. So, he wants it to be about if you die in Death Stranding, that doesn't mean the game is over. So... Mm-hmm. The the article talks about how, like, in, in the Death Stranding trailers, we do see the main character basically die. And, but the game keeps going. And then the the article sort of, and people were wondering, like, how that worked and whether, like, the, um, the, the child fetus that the main character is carrying around, maybe the idea is when you die, you're reborn as that thing. So this game, the, this article expands on that by saying, like, when you die in Death Stranding, instead of it being game over... You are sent to a sort of purgatory area where you can wander around in first person. And then as you're doing that, like, that's sort of when you finish uh, wandering around this purgatory area, you can go back again, effectively. So, so when you, instead of, it's not quite a, like an instant, re- like, I guess because everyone's here because of Dark Souls. Um, it's not a case of like you you die and then you come back again. In this case, you would die and then you would go into this purgatory state, and then after the purgatory state, you would you would respawn after that. So there's like a sort of downtime void space in between dying and restarting. And um, he says he wants it to be like in arcade games where like you you run you die and then it says like continue and it's counting down from like 10 seconds and you've got that long to put extra money in and hit the button. <laughs> so he sort of he says he wants it to be a bit like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he says here that like when you come back you come back in a crater sort of thing there's like an explosion or some sort of reaction when you come back again. Mm-hmm. And that that in the more recent trailer that happens. Uh, there's a reference, like, there's this a scripted scene where, where the character is saying, like, you know, I'm going to have to die. And then his um, his support crew say, like, well, you know, if you're, are you sure? Because, like, you'll be okay, but you'll destroy everything around you. So it's, like, in it's referenced in-game that this is how it works, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Awesome. Thank you. Another, like, life-passing-you-by mm-hmm. thing in Kojima is, like... It happens in Metal Gear Solid 4 as well, where you play as, like, a really old version of Snake. The idea is, like, he's gotten old and everything around him is, like, he's sort of been left behind by the world. That seems to be a very common theme in Kojima's work. 
Mm-hmm. Mm. And like Metal Gear Solid 3, there is this whole thing about like Snake has to confront his mentor who's older than- It's like the, the young- uh, It's not technically- it's, a, it's convoluted shit about clones. The main character of Metal Gear Solid 3 has to confront his mentor and there's a lot of like talk about how like, you know, you, I've made mistakes and you- you meet characters who are- because Metal Gear Solid 3 is a prequel and you sort of- you start realizing like what time did to people. Because you start- you see people who you know are bitter and twisted like when they were young and idealistic. So it seems like he's very into the idea of like time. Yeah, people being left mm-hmm. behind by time or time, time sort of twisting mm-hmm. and destroying people. Yeah. Sorry, which one are you talking about now? Metal Gear Solid 3. Okay, Okay. thank you. (laughs) Sinclair, how many Metal Gear Solid games have you played? All of them. Oh, good. (laughs) Which one was your favorite? Uh, The second one, which you just said was his masterpiece that he wanted to end with. (laughs) No, this is the thing, right? Metal Gear Solid 2, he wanted that to be the last one. Because it mm-hmm. ends, it ends on this fucking completely unresolvable cliffhanger thing that was just meant to be like, well, that's the end. Mm-hmm. But then they sort of made him come back and do a third one, and he kind of got around it by making the third one a prequel, so it didn't have to pay off on the thing at the end. Mm-hmm. And then by the time the fourth one came around, he had so many dangling, unresolvable clusterfuck plot twists that. Effectively, the entire of Metal Gear Solid 4 is just trying to resolve all of these dangling plot threads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it, it reaches the point where, like, they have to invent multiple clones of the same guy to explain how his life doesn't make any sense. And also, like, the the thing about Metal Gear is I feel like they're more like ideas Kojima had for games, and then someone made him make them into Metal Gear. So the series is, like, tonally completely all over the place, where it will go from, like, weird anime robots fighting in one game, and then there'll be a direct sequel that's, like, people being tortured to death and vivisected. Like, the the there's one called Metal Gear Solid Peace Walker that's basically, like, a... Mission-based, wouldn't it be cool to have your own giant robot game? But then, chronologically, the game set directly after that is set in Guantanamo Bay. (laughs) And this is supposed to be the same universe. And it's just incredibly jarring if you actually try to take the whole thing together as one one entity. Or maybe I just need to GG. Um, yeah. (laughs) Okay, thank you, Reggie. But I know everything you already said because I played all of the games That's many true. times. Yeah, <laughs> and platinum did you? The best part is, I bet I could in I could say something from Metal Gear, and you wouldn't be able to tell if it was real or if I was making it up. <laughs> well, I did. Okay, my boyfriend, uh, because I love him, I actually watched something with him, and he showed me um, a YouTube video where somebody was talking about all the stories of Metal Gear. Yeah, and like how they connect and interconnect. And it was quite long, and I had no idea what was going on, but because I love my boyfriend so, so much, I sat through it. Yeah. So, technically, I know something about Was it those um, Chip Cheesem and General Ironicus ones where they're just, like, drunk in someone's apartment trying to explain the story? No, 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 oh, okay. no, no. It was, like, a legit one where I, I think. I don't no, these, these are legit. They, those, are the best, those are the best ones I've ever seen. 
but it was it was it was stuff about things and then some stuff was really sad and some stuff was like yeah. really trippy yeah that's my okay so like i remember you know that part where it turns out in like the last line of the game is a revelation that your evil clone is now the president of the usa I don't remember that. Yeah, see, like, I'm saying that now, and I don't think you could tell me with certainty if that really happened or I'm just inventing the stupidest plot twist possible. Oh, I think- wait, I think you're inventing that. No, that actually- that's true. That oh. happens. The end of Metal Gear Solid 1, the final scene, is is a conversation <laughs> over the phone where you only hear one side of it, and it reveals that- that, um, you're- your clone. You, by the way, you've already fought one clone. Okay. <laughs> so Solid Snake fought his clone Liquid Snake and killed him. And uh-huh. then it turns out that Solid Snake and Liquid Snake, there is a third clone called Solidus Snake. Okay. Who is part solid, part liquid. And he is now the president of the United States. <laughs> cool. And no one has noticed that the president <laughs> of the United States looks exactly like you. <laughs> And then in Metal Gear Solid 2, you have to fight him um, in front of, not the White House, like the Capitol building in Washington. Or no, you, no, you fight him in front of the New York Public Library. And despite being the president, he has like this Dr. Octopus robot harness on. <laughs> and he fi- and he's got, he's got two katanas, which are called Democrat and Republican. And you have a sword fight in front of, oh, it's like the, no, the Washington... It's some important monument. I I haven't played it since like Mm two thousand something. But yeah, um, all that is true. Um, That was not even the part about him having twin katana called Democrat and Republican is a real thing. (laughs) Are you serious? Yes. Are you sure that wasn't uh, Metal Wolf Chaos? They're they're remarkably similar. Um, I remember this one part where uh, there's like a big machine and then there's a song that plays and is the machine his girlfriend or something? And then it's really sad. Oh. I don't know. Maybe I'm saying it wrong, but I remember there was music and then the big machine kills itself, I think. Uh, oh, all oh, the mammal pod stuff. I don't know. Snakes, sn- snakes mentors mind ends up digitized and put in a, a computer at one point and that's put in a machine okay okay yeah wait it wasn't his girlfriend no okay in my head canon i guess it was <laughs> <laughs> one of the bosses of metal gear solid 2 is a man in a trench coat on rollerblades called fat man who skates around dropping bombs like he's laying eggs yeah, that is also true. Really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> uh, <laughs> could you please read the part about time fall? <laughs> okay, hang on. <laughs> Let's get back on topic. You have to go to sleep in three hours. Do I? You said, yeah. I said I would probably go to sleep. I don't have to be anywhere tomorrow. But, like, we don't want to, like, mess you up, bruh. Well, if you already do. <laughs> okay. 
Okay, so the, the article also talks about an interesting concept called time fall. Yes. They they call that out in the trailers. There's a before Le- before Leia Sadu eats the maggot, she says uh, something a day keeps the time fall away. Uh oh, I forgot a what, but I'll tell you in a second. Oh, a crypto bite a day keeps the time fall away. There we away. go. Yes. Yeah. Sorry. My cat is now stuck in the headphones, but she's out now. That's why I was struggling before. That is so cute. Well, no, it's it's not cute because she's just being really fucking annoying. She wants to be on the podcast. No, she wants to stick to me like a limpet because it's cold. But she finds, like, the most irritating way possible to do it. She's Aww. also knocked several things over today. This is This is evidence that she learns because she used to be very, very timid and wouldn't want to touch anything and then she learned that if she knocks things over i put them back there i put i pick them up and put them back again so now she just thinks there are no consequences and she just like blunders around knocking everything over constantly but maybe she just wants to be on the podcast ingrid do you want to be on the podcast she's not looking at me I think she's in a bad mood. Oh. Did you give her snacks? Um, I gave her some ham early, which apparently you're not supposed to do. Anyway, I like how you're like, oh uh, yeah, you you've literally just you tricked me because you said we're going to discuss this, but so far it's just a script you want me to read. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. And it's not even a script, it's just you've just copy-pasted bits of articles and said, read this instead of me. Yes, exactly, because it explains the concept. Like, you said you don't know anything about Death Stranding, but apparently you do, because you know what Timefall is, so you lied to me. Yeah, I've seen the the trailers for Death Stranding. yeah, so you know something, so I copy-pasted a whole bunch of things to give you context, so you have an idea, and now you're like, oh, you tricked me. One of the bosses in Metal Gear Solid 3 is called Hornet Soldier the Pain. And he fights- he he has a queen bee in his stomach and he fights by vomiting clouds of bees. And when he does it- when he does it he yells, Go my bullet bees! (laughs) You just made that up! And then when you're- sometimes when you're fighting him he yells, Tommy gun! And the bees form into a Tommy gun that he shoots you with. You you made that up! No, that is true. No, you you just made it Ask up. Ask your boyfriend, he will confirm- Okay, boyfriend! Horn- he will confirm the existence of Hornet Soldier, the pain. Okay. In Matter Gear Solid, does Hornet Soldier, a boss who shoots, what, bees at you? Yes. Does it Go, exist? my bullet bees! And then he says, go, my bullet bees. Is that a thing, or is Richard trolling me? What if you're in on it together? What if you texted him- and you were like, hey, hey, tell your girlfriend this is a real thing. Well, you can look it up on the Metal Gear wiki, which I, I never want to go to because I imagine it is like this eldritch document that... In which one is this? My boyfriend's having doubts. Metal Gear Solid 3, The Metal Pain. Metal Gear Solid 3, The yeah, Pain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, like, oh, 3, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, this is normal, that's right. <laughs> oh my god. Well, that's that's Kojima for you. That's <laughs> Yeah. Oh my god, uh, my boyfriend's like, that's not the weirdest thing Kojima has done. Yeah, yeah, see? <laughs> you- boyfriend, you should be on this podcast. 
<laughs> he's like, as a matter of fact, that was pretty mild. <laughs> well, it's K- Kojima weirdness falls into weird in interest. It's like a di- It's like a four. Um, there's four like it's like a you divide it into four, and there's like a weird axis and a stupid axis, right? <laughs> so there's like weird, stupid, and weird clever, and then there's just weird, weird. So the Hornet Soldier, the pain is like weird, stupid. <laughs> But then later on, there's a fight with a ghost that's, like, weird clever. Because the boss is already dead. What? You fight a ghost. Like, okay. one of the uh-huh. one of the bosses in Metal Gear Solid 3 is already dead, and he's a ghost. And you fight him in the afterlife. And the way that you win is that you have an item called the fake death pill. That you use to distract enemies by making them think that you're dead. So the way that you beat him is that you use the fake death pill. And then the ghost thinks you are also dead. And that's how you win. And you, then you- Oh no, 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 I've got it wrong, sorry. What happens is you have an item called- After the fake death pill, there's like a revive pill that you use that takes you out of fake death mode. So what happens is basically you fight this guy in the afterlife. And then you use the revive pill. Basically to beat him because that wakes you up again. And you escape being dead. Okay. And it's this really, like, it's this weird sequence where, like, you go down, you fight him in a river. It's actually the same river that um, the Bloodborne Old Hunters is calling out when you go to the fishing hamlet. You go there. And then as you are, like, going along it, there's an individual ghost for every single enemy you've killed in the game. Including, like, random animals and stuff. So if you've if you've played through and murdered like everyone, you have this huge army of ghosts coming at you. Whereas if you if you tranquilized people and avoided them, then you are like it's much easier, and and they will remember how you killed them. That's so like neat. yeah, and like they will they will remember like if you um. If you, like, shot a guy and then a bird ate him and then you shot and ate the bird, they will remember that happening. And they have individual dialogue for it where they'll say, like, you know, I can't believe you ate me. Because eating birds is a sin and you will be judged by the adjudicator. Yes, exactly. Yay. Okay, so back to Timefall. Yep. Can you please so, tell us um, what it is? So, in the most recent trailer, you might have noticed a mystical, unnerving rain that has the ability to manipulate time. It makes plants grow and wilt the second a droplet hits them, and it makes the human body age and deteriorate in seconds. And this is called Timefall, and it's an important part of Death Stranding's world. Okay. And Kojima says that the character you play as, who is the Norman Reedus character called Sam, that... Uh, most people in the game are aware of the rain, but Norman, Norman's character, there is something unique about him that gives him a different relationship to Timefall. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Kojima says that he doesn't want to reveal any more in case it's like too much of a spoiler. He doesn't want to give it away. But your character is connected to the rain. You have some mm-hmm. property. Yeah. Okay. I assume it just means he's immune to the rain somehow. 
because no. that's that's why he he's not. Yeah, though. the trailers. Are you sure? Show immunity. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Any other any other comments? No, I think because we went off on a tangent about the pain and his bullet bees. <laughs> okay, and then Kojima. Um, also talked about the babies in the game, and he says... No, this is green. I have to read it, obviously. It's fine. I'll read it, because you go off on another fucking tangent for four hours. I'll just read this. It's only two lines. I can do it. I think I can still, I can still work a tangent into this. <laughs> okay. Uh, babies are a recurring theme in the game, and Kojima explains that the baby relates to game mechanics as well as the story as a whole. Yep. And <laughs> and uh, then the article stopped. You'd hope. <laughs> and then- You'd hope they related to something and it wasn't just like you're just carrying a baby around. Okay. And then the article goes on the article goes on to say that it seems like the shoulder mounted robotic arm attached to Sam and his corpse disposal team six pals uh, sparked the life when that person came in the possession of the baby. And right. like the Baby, it seems uh, the mechanical arm is going to play an integral part in Death Stranding. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so, and you know, the, inter- the the mechanical arm is the thing we see in the trailers with the four little, um, little, little things that go. Yep. Okay. Yeah, it's like a, yeah, it's like flicks on and off. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. Okay. And um, then the next article is from 2017. And yep. it's, um. Hideo Kojima, Death Stranding interview. Well, once again, we have, uh, could you please read this? <laughs> okay. He says here that it's an open world action game with a lot of freedom, and there's a lot of freedom of choice in what you want to do. There's going to be vehicles. Um, in contrast to what he was saying earlier about, like, rope and sticks, he says here that if you want to fight things, you can. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so it looks like that the stuff about like connecting with people it's not the game there's still going to be an action game there's still going to be combat and things in it but it looks like you'll be able to avoid it he talks a lot about how he wants it to be very intuitive to play mm-hmm. yeah okay cool and then uh, it talks about an online component yep well sort of well it says there is an online component but it doesn't say what it is yeah but 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 the way he puts it, it's like it it's aimed to be something really really cool. Yeah, I assume that's that's like the connection part that you're yeah. making a connection with other people. Yeah. So it's a souls like. No. I'm looking through this document, and you've got it like yellow text is for you to read, and green text is for me to read, and so far it's we're on page four of six, and it's literally all green. Okay, but the actual real document is like 20 pages long. I only emailed you part of it, which is relevant to you. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. Um, okay, and then... Uh, oh, there's a cool thing. There's a cool thing about the game's engine. It, it's really good. That's that's what he says, basically. It's yeah, really good. yeah, and it's it's... It's Horizon, and I love Horizon. I thought it was the most beautiful game ever made. And, yeah. And so I think Death Stranding is going to be the most beautiful game ever made as well. It does look very good from what I've seen. Mm-hmm. What if there's a downgrade like Dark Souls 2 and people start blaming the B team? 
I don't think there can be because Horizon was a beautiful game. So you can't go like they can only go up. Yeah. 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 I still never played Horizon Zero Dawn. What? You said I haven't played Horizon what Zero. Is I know what it you? is. It's well. Like, I'm, oh, so I, I see. I see. Look like I know something you don't. Yeah, but I never pretended otherwise. Um. Yeah, no, it's it's a really awesome game. It's a beautiful engine, and it's just freaking amazing. And it's like everyone should play Horizon Zero Dawn. And okay, yeah. Looking at Death Stranding, it's also beautiful and gives me hope. And that's partially why I'm like really looking forward to the game. Um. Okay. And. Uh, Oh, okay. And so the next, um, that's another article, but this is from 2018. So it's more recent. And it's also from the PlayStation blog. And it talks about the protagonist. Well, he's unlike any hero we've ever seen before. (laughs) Which I I take issue with because he's like uh, an intense white guy with facial hair. I've seen quite a lot of those in games. (laughs) But apparently on some other level, he is different. <laughs> um, his name is Sam. His name is Sam. He's a delivery boy. <laughs> no, sorry. He's a delivery man. <laughs> and he's uh, it's unprofessional. <laughs> yeah. Um, it says here that, like, the thing about him is that he is a blue collar guy. It basically just says he's really interesting and it'll become apparent <laughs> when you play it. <laughs> I, I I do like I'm not being I'm not being facetious, like I do I do like that idea that um because the prior Kojima games like you have been some sort of like super soldier or a cop or something. Yeah. Whereas in this you're just a guy who delivers stuff. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, but it seems like the the weird property Sam has is why he's why he's the protagonist. So it's not like he's like a trained professional military guy. He's just a guy who happens to have some like weird gene or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I like that aspect of it. Cool. Mm. And uh, I don't know if I pasted this to you, but there was a, an article and I just thought the title was like, oh my God. And the title is, I'm 55 and could die tomorrow. Why Kojima is yeah. making Death Stranding like it's his last game? Like 55 yeah. is not that old. <laughs> Well, if you're if you're as intense as Hideo Kojima, maybe you're stressed. Although he doesn't look fifty five. No, he doesn't. No, so I, because I I remember when Metal Gear Solid Two was being made, there were all these articles about how he was like sleeping two hours a night and living in the studio, and he was becoming physically ill from working on it. Maybe like leaving Konami has sort of revitalized him. Maybe. maybe there's a por- maybe there's a portrait of him in someone's attic <laughs> that's aging instead of him. You know what? Maybe. Yeah. Um. Okay. Okay. Look, we're coming to a yellow part. Yeah, but the yellow part just <laughs> says funny. Yeah, okay, this is something It's like, like going to be in the video, Death Stranding trailer discussion, brackets, funny. What, 
Oh no, my boyfriend's like, is yellow? Yellow means warning, like to warn you of danger. <laughs> well, if you keep making these comments, you're going to be on the next podcast, whether you like it or not. Because mm-hmm. I've been trying to get him on, and he's like, no. Yeah. He's like, yeah, even well. shyer than I am. Yeah. But you're not, you're not shy at all. I, I think you're an odd combination where, like, you're shy, but also you sort of also lack self-awareness a lot of the time. <laughs> so if you're aware that people might see you, you become very shy, but then you also just ramble and ramble for ages when you think you're just talking to me. Yeah, it's true. And then you ramble, you realize later on that other people can hear. The podcasts where I say nothing and stay quiet is the ones where I'm yeah. aware that somebody might listen, but the ones where I talk a lot, it's like I'm in denial. Yeah. 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 That's a very good observation, Richard. I cope with this by just not listening or watching anything that's uploaded. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good idea. <sighs> um, okay. So, <laughs> the thing that I thought was funny was that um, um, in the recent interview, uh, Kojima talked about meeting with readers. Yeah. And he said... Uh, I went to see Norman in January 2016, and he's like, I didn't even have a script. All I had was a game inside my head, and I told Norman, this is the game I want to create. Do you want to be a part of it? And he said, yes, of course. (laughs) I thought that was really cute, but then the funny part is that last year in an article uh, where Norman Reedus was interviewed, he was asked what it's like working with Kojima, and he replied with, uh, it's mind-blowing. He's a genius. He came out to San Diego for Comic-Con, and he had some stuff on an iPad that he wanted to show me. Uh, I sat in a little restaurant at a booth watching this iPad and the things he created, and I was just blown away. And I was like, whatever you want to do, let's do it. I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> well, because Norman Reedus was in the cancelled um, yeah. Silent Hill thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was so, so cute. It's yeah. like, I don't even know what you're talking about, but let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's kind of like you and me, Richie, when I tell you something and you're like, I have no idea what you're talking about. Let's record. Well, it's more like I have no idea but what you're talking about, but it's 2 a.m. and I'm not going to get anything else done today. So whatever. <laughs> Maybe that's how it really went between those two. <laughs> so you're, you're Hideo Kojima. In yeah. this situation. Yes, yeah. When it comes to Bloodborne, I'm the moon presence. When it comes to Death Stranding, I'm Kojima. Are we doing more Death Stranding stuff? What do you mean? Like, are you going to cover this regularly? Well, when it comes out, or when more stuff comes out, yeah. This is our gem, Richie. You, you said, okay. you said we need to do more stuff. You, you, no, you said, okay, okay. Okay, you said, I know things other than Bloodborne and Dark Souls. It's just that people don't Yeah, but ask Death me. Stranding isn't one of them. Yes, it is, because you know a lot about Kojima. And this is Kojima, so you well, know... No, I've played, I've played Kojima's non-Metal Gear games. There we go. Uh, there we go. Okay. Oh, no, actually, I have, his very first game was like a racing game about a penguin, which I've never played. Well, maybe we should play and review it. We should. It'll have hidden lore in it. <laughs> From memory, it's about a penguin who it's like it's like an an early kind of endless runner game about a penguin who is trying to lose weight. <laughs> oh my God. So you're a little fat penguin, and the longer you run for, the more weight he loses. And then he's tra- he's trying to get like in shape to impress a girl penguin. Oh, 
that is so cute. Uh, okay. So, um, that's it for the articles. Okay. Um, so now we're going to look at Kojima's tweets. Oh, good. Yeah. So, um, you have, I think you have a title as tweet one. So, do you mind looking at it? Okay, it's the very intuitive <laughs> copying and pasting hyperlinks from a Word document. You can just click it, though. Um, well, it's too late for that now. <laughs> okay. So, here... It's a tweet, and he says, you know, apologies to our fans. Death Stranding will not be at E3, as we Aww. are fully focused on development. Uh, and so here he posted um, a picture, and it has a Of a, a dream catcher. Yeah, well, it's a web that looks like a dream catcher, yeah. and it says Bridges. Yeah. And yeah. Um, I assume that's the, the rope thing he's talking about, where, like, you make... Well, you, yeah. like, connect with other people. Yeah. yeah. By the way, this was in, in 2017. This was not... Uh, they, they were there in 2018. But yeah, and... Um, yeah. And it's, it's, it becomes relevant also because throughout the trailers, we see glimpses of dream catchers. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, I mean, do you know what a dream catcher is? Could you explain? If not, there's also an excerpt you can read. Uh, I get it. I I get asked if I'm making dream catchers a lot. Why? Because because I buy little acrylic beads to use in model projects. Yeah. So I frequently buy handfuls of them from this bead shop and tobacconist, and they're always asking if I'm making a dream catcher. Oh, sweet! That's cool. Yeah, that was that's an interesting lead-in. Yeah. Um, a dream catcher is a Native American thing. Videos, it's like a hoop that kind of looks like a spider's web, and you, um, what is the story behind them? Well, yeah, they're protective charms. What do, what do they have to do with dreaming, though? I don't know. Good. I I look. It's right here. It's like here. We can we can look at it. They protect sleeping people from bad dreams. Yeah. Yeah. Can you tell us again what a dream catcher is? Because you weren't very coherent, Richie. They're a... Okay, they're sold as a Native American thing. I don't know to what degree, like, the way that they're sold is accurate. I have a feeling it probably isn't. I have a feeling it's probably just like this is this is a touristy thing that doesn't bear much resemblance to the thing it's based on, but I could be wrong. Um, they are a sort of spiderweb thing that you hang. You're supposed to hang it above your bed, but I see it in people's cars a lot. Which probably isn't the intended purpose, and it it um protects you from bad dreams. Cool. And, uh, yeah, and it says here that um, they sometimes refer to as sacred hoops. Uh, they were traditionally yeah. used as talisman to protect sleeping people, usually children, from bad dreams and nightmares. Yes. Yeah, and children is like a recurring theme in Death Strand. Ah, oh, oh. is it? Ah. Yes, it is. Yeah. 
you may not have noticed, but because I have attention to detail, I know. Yeah, you have attention. You notice the the giant fetus giving a thumbs up to camera. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So uh, the thing titled tweet number two. Yeah. Um, Are we going to look at the Tactical Theft Corporation tweet? Because that's my favorite. Okay, at the end we will. And this one is about United Cities of America. America, yeah. And you can see there is a symbol that um, patch or a symbol, and it's found on on the clothes of the of some of the characters in the trailers. Yeah, and it's it's got the bridges like spider web. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, Dreamcatcher design on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and because you play as a delivery guy, I assume that's what they're doing. That like you're linking people together. Mm. Cool. Have you? Are you aware of the um, uh, extremely disastrous Kevin Costner film, The Postman? I I heard of it. I don't think I've ever seen it. Because that that has a kind of similar thing to it, where mm-hmm. it's this post-apocalyptic thing, and Kevin Costner's character is a postman, and he's like delivering mail between all these different post-apocalyptic like cities to sort of keep them in touch with each other oh and it's meant to be like 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 sort of linking everyone and keeping them together after the downfall of society you know what that sounds like something death trending could have took inspiration from it was it was it was like the original idea was by a very serious sci-fi guy Mm-hmm. And he was he wrote it as like it was meant to be the opposite of all the other post apocalyptic things where okay. instead of it being about like a crazy loner who goes around murdering people, it's yeah. about like connecting the community together. That's cool. Yeah. Why was it bad? It sounds like something It's just bad. not a very good film. Oh. It's but it's based on a novel which I've not read, but I imagine the novel is much better. We should read the novel, watch the movie and rate it. Is that what we're going to do now? It's going to be a book club podcast. <laughs> yes, book club podcast. <laughs> I'm still reading. I'm still reading the Arcades Project. It's monstrous. What is that? It's like over. A th- it's a. It's a book uh, question mark by a German philosopher called Walter Benjamin, who he basically hung around all these shopping arcades in Paris and wrote about them, and it's over a thousand pages long. Sounds neat. Mm. I just realized I haven't read a book in so long. Yeah. Yeah. It's just like you know, with life and gaming and all that. I stuff. Haven't read a book in so long because of all the gaming I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Well, games are kind of like books. The really good ones are right. So it's okay. Uh, they have narratives. Yeah. There we go. Um. Okay. So, oh, also on, on this picture, on this tweet, um, if you look at the top, um, like, right corner of the map, it looks like some some stuff is missing. Do you see what I mean? What do you mean? Well, bridges underneath, it's a map of the of, of the United States. Yeah. And then yeah. the top right corner is, 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 is missing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And but, so... Yeah. Basically, that could be an indication of something that happened. And maybe because in one of the trailers, they talk about uh, an explosion that caused the events of Death Stranding. And maybe this is where, you know, this explosion like originated or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So um, in tweet three, 
Uh, this is Kojima working. I don't know what this yeah. means, but it's 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 interesting. I thought maybe you'd have some insight. Um, I posted the link, and it was I accidentally pasted the last one again, so it's good to see the hat again. <laughs> no, no, it's oh god. Will you ever tweet a picture of you working? Yeah, it's a tweet of him, and it says working, and it's some stuff. And I was wondering if you had any idea what this okay. meant. Yeah, I'm I'm just valiantly attempting to copy and paste this link. Oh my god, I will copy and paste it into your your uh, Discord. It's fine. It's loading now. I already pasted it into the Discord. Well, it's too late. <laughs> Kojima working looks like he is out of focus. Yeah, but what's the thing in the foreground? It looks like like it's a a grip, like maybe it's a joystick or a, a like a VR thing. Because those look like those look like finger grips, so I'm guessing it's like it's like oh that thing that I asked you the name of that I don't know, um, the- brass knuckles. Yeah, is that it? Well, no, because I assume that he's using that to work with. He's not going around punching people with it, unless he's visiting Konami. <laughs> That's what I just thought. Yeah. <laughs> and what's that thing that's out of focus? Is that a mug or a salt shaker? I don't know. It looks like it has wires attached to it. Oh, do you think it's wires attached to it and not just a random wire in the background? You know what I think it actually is now that I'm squinting at it? What? I think it's just an empty plastic bottle and like a mouse cord behind it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That makes Good. sense. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I can sleep at night yet again. Thanks to Richard. See, the, the thing about like obsessive Kojima trailer analysis, right? Yeah. Is that I remember when... I'm going to spoil Metal Gear Solid Five, but whatever. Again? I remember you when... keep doing this, yeah. Richie. It's been out over a year. There's a statute of limitations <laughs> on these things. Um, okay. I remember when that game first came out, there were people who looked at um, a, a character in it, like Snake in it, and they said, oh, well... I think the twist is going to be you're not really playing a snake because his eyes are the wrong color in this one screenshot. They're usually blue, but here he's like slightly gray. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that is reaching on so many levels. That is just going to be like a, it's just a lighting difference. There's just something in the engine that has made his eyes go a weird color. This is like a complete waste of, this is like epitomizes everything I hate about trailer analysis. Mm-hmm. Turned out to be true. Oh, you got burned. In in yep. Well, no, because I didn't say anything until now. I'm just <laughs> I'm admitting to it now because I can admit to my faults. But like, yeah. Um, in Metal Gear Solid Five, you are playing as as a guy who has plastic surgery to look like to look like another character. And they were they were like yeah, and that's because like, and that because it's just plastic surgery, his eyes are the same. As they as they were originally. Yeah, is that why you wake up in a hospital in the beginning or something? Yes, yeah, because you're not who you think you are. <laughs> ah, yeah, well, you see, I actually played, like, five minutes of, of that game. So, yeah. Yeah, so I, I, yeah. And then, and then there was a, there was a thing that showed up, and it was like a fire thing, or a person. Yeah. And then I was like... Yeah. I wasn't sure if that was real or my character was hallucinating, and then somebody was no, on a horse. No, it's real. That's real. Yeah. What about the guy on yeah. the horse? 
He's also real. Both those characters are recurring characters in the series. And they're, are you sure they're real? Yes. Okay. Are they good? There's a, there's a mission where you... No, they're... Well, one is, a, one is like a triple agent and one is just evil. Okay. Um, and the fire guy there is... He, they do confirm he's real because there is a mission where you can capture him and they do an autopsy on his body and confirm that, like, yeah, that is a real guy who is made of fire. Uh. Okay. Um, okay, so... Uh, tweet number four is... Yep. Uh, do you want me to paste it to you? Uh, no, it's all right. I just yeah, I pasted it to you. It's in the Discord. And well, it- the skeleton's dead now anyway. <laughs> um, is it the one with um, the Johnny Ma solo stuff on it? Yeah, and it's it's a thing yeah. called Call the Comet. Call, call the Comet. So I'm thinking, does it mean that a comet fell on Earth, which caused an explosion, which caused the events of Death Stranding? Maybe it just means Kojima likes that song. Maybe. Okay. But, like, yeah, it might be that a comet lands because that would fit with it It was an explosion. What done it? Mm-hmm. Okay. That was the working title of Death Stranding. It was an explosion. <laughs> what done it? And then the next tweet, I also pasted it. It's it's really, I really like this one because he goes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the little flappy arm. Yeah. Yeah. But then Kojima goes, some call. Uh, the the Mac on Sam's shoulder, the shoulder flower machine thing, or flap things, but it sure has the official name. And it's like, I like how he tries to reassure us that, like, don't worry, it has an official name. It does have a real name. Yeah, it's really well, It cute. wouldn't be a Kojima thing if everything wasn't labeled and explained in excruciating detail. <laughs> what do you call it, Richie? Um, I called it the flappy thing, but I'm glad it does have a real name. Yeah, I call it the... T- yeah. Yeah. And oh, we should do a thing where it's like, what do you call it? Leave leave its name in the comments. <laughs> leave its name in the comments and we'll pick one to win a subscription to uh, some sort of crate service. <laughs> no, we won't. Invent <laughs> <laughs> our own subscription crate service. <laughs> no, it should be like, leave leave its name in the comments and then we'll pick a person and then you'll get permanently banned from this channel. Yeah, I can, I, I, I'm okay with that. <laughs> I like how all my prizes have to do with, like, banning people. Yeah. Oh, this one. I thought that's that's also a confusing one to me. I thought maybe um, maybe you could help. What, the next tweet or the next quote? The next tweet. Oh, tweet. I, I, okay. I pasted it because you don't know how to use technology. And uh, you can, like, click on it to get the full text. You can, like... Yeah, click on it to get the full text. Yeah, this is the damage sensor tape. So what is that? I don't know. I didn't make Death Stranding. So can you explain what it is? Okay, can you just read what he said? Uh, The tape's so-called damage sensor tape (laughs) uses for Sam's case in Death Stranding. I don't even understand that sentence. Why don't you GG, bro? The sensor is in the thread that tells how much damage the case gets by changing its color. Oh! Also used in life-size figurine of Sam. Hope it'll help building your cosplay fan art. 
Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. It's like it, life-size yeah. recreation of something. In case you want to do cosplay, yeah, yeah. Sin. But no, but the the tape. I get it. Now that you actually read it out loud, it's like you put the yeah. tape. He puts the tape on the package he's delivering, and then all right, it yeah. Tells him like, oh, that's how much it's been damaged. Like, be careful. Okay. Ah, oh, that's cool. So I guess in the game, you're gonna have packages that you're gonna have like have to make sure don't get damaged. I like that. Um, yeah, because you're a delivery guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, thank you, Richie. Um, that's it for, for the tweets. Yay! We made it. How long was this? Oh, God. <laughs> uh, like an hour, I think. Oh, my goodness. Gonna be a lot of editing. Yeah, one hour and 18 minutes. I, um, I thought this was gonna be like 15 minutes. I thought we would be done by now. Okay. Do you not know better at this point? <laughs> no. Because, listen, the first two podcasts we did went so well. We were on time. We were on point. I thought that's how it's going to be from now on. Which ones were these? Episode zero and episode one. Okay. Zero, when we talk about the new podcast thing, and one, where you talk about Bloodborne. Um, yeah. Synopsis. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Theory real. <laughs> so now that we have some context for the the game we can look at the trailers yay okay i'll just mute the tv <laughs> okay well wait, okay before but okay but before we look at the trailers um they- won't the trailers take like an hour because they're all really long no it's, it's gonna take like one is eight minutes one is like eight, jesus one is four and one is two so no eight minutes is a short film Okay, it's gonna be fine. It's gonna take five minutes. Don't worry. That's what you said. Wait, wait, didn't you say this whole thing will take five minutes? No, I said it will take five minutes to discuss it because we have no idea what it's about. Well, okay, well, it's been an hour already, so. Yeah. Looks like you were wrong yet again, Richie. That's true. Okay. You saw the four trailers, right? I saw them once. I didn't, like, obsessively watch them. (laughs) Okay. So there's a lot of info that's spread out across the four trailers. And um, so I wanted to sort of give you a resume of the trailers just to give you a general idea of what what you're going to be looking at. Cool? Okay. 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 So so basically, uh, there was an explosion. And um, it caused some, like, weird paranormal, you know, disturbance in our world. Yeah. And um, basically, uh, that disturbance, it has something to do with either, like, parallel dimensions or, like, mirror dimensions or, like, the afterlife or something. Yeah. And um, sometimes, like, one or more of these dimensions seem to interact, like, or overlap with, our, with like, our world. Yeah. And that interaction can be seen or like it manifests through invisible or semi-visible like monsters or titans or like floaty ghosts or um or creatures and they phase yeah. in and out of certain places at certain times. Yes. Okay. And so some humans they can like see or sense these creatures. And there are devices that are powered by, like, these capsules that helped detect some of these creatures as well. Right. And, um, okay, and the explosion, it also, like, messed with nature. Because every time there's a rainbow in the trailers, it's upside down. 
And all right. Yeah. And I looked into it like I looked it up in an upside down rainbow. It's a real thing. Like it exists in real life, but like you don't see it every day, which seems to be the case in Death Stranding. So like it's probably something weird. Yep. And the rain is called Timefall. And And it speeds up time. Yeah. It fast forwards whatever it touches. So like, for example, in the trailers, uh, we see a drop of Timefall um, or rain touch uh, Sam's skin and it makes that part of his skin age and um, we see like uh, rain fall on the ground or whatever and then it makes flowers boom like bloom fast and die and then yeah to lessen the effects of time fall uh, you apparently have to consume crypto bites which are like really big water bears Yep. And um and we also realize that the world doesn't seem to be completely in chaos. Like there are some runes or whatever, but they're also like there seem to be cities. Yeah. And we also know that like a couple of professions still exist. Like there's the CDT, which is a corpse disposal team, and another profession is delivery people. Yep. Yay. Yay. And like the main character is a guy whose name is Sam and he's a delivery guy. Yep. And uh we also notice that he's allergic to paranormal phenomena. And we know this because, like, when ghosts or creatures or whatever weird things happen in his vicinity, he gets a rash and he starts to cry. Right. And then we also know that if Sam gets eaten by a monster, it will cause a void all, which is the crater thing you talked about. Yep. Uh, so, like, if that happens, like, Sam will end up in a purgatory under the sea. And, uh, yeah, you know, oh, and, uh, and the handprint will appear on his body, probably to indicate that he died, but then he comes back to life. Yes. Okay. So that's basically what we find in like four trailers. Short, short speaking. Yep. So, uh, now we're going to watch the trailers. Okay. Give me a link. Are you proud of me? I said all that. Yeah. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Do you know how nervous I was? Um, well, you're very shy. Yeah. Okay. Good. Okay. Oh, no. My battery's dying. My love. My love. My love. My battery's dying. I need a wire. My love. My love. I need my baby in the, pa- in the capsule so I can plug my laptop. Okay. Perfect. Okay. So we're not going to watch them in an order that was, uh, like, presented. Okay. We're, like... We're going to watch them in an order that, like, makes sense. Okay. Um, okay, so this is trailer four. It is svelte eight and a half minutes. <laughs> yeah. And uh, um, it's okay. There's no pressure because a lot of people already looked into stuff and there's a lot well, of Well, then why are we text. doing this? I'm really interested in the game and I thought you could add yeah. good insight. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah, are you, are, are you ready? Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to press play. Okay. So here um, they said uh, Sam Porter Bridges, a man yep. who delivers. Yes. And um, do you think it's a double meaning, and it's also like he delivers a baby? It it 
it might be because he does seem to have a a baby, right? Yeah, in, yeah. They say Sam Porter Bridges, a man who delivers. Yep. And so that could be his name, right? But also Porter is uh, a thing that you can see in his uniform. Yeah. And Bridges is the logo we saw earlier. So yeah. it could just be like Sam is his name and then the other. And a porter team. is someone who carries stuff. Yeah. 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 And a porter is someone who carries stuff. And the other, the Porter Bridges thing is like an organization that he's like related to or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, uh, she talked about how he has a chiral allergy. Yeah. So she says tears, chiral allergy. And, uh, like, uh, chorality is actually a real thing. Yeah. And it's, um, like, I looked it up on the wiki, and, like, well, everybody in the world who saw this trailer looked it up on the wiki. <laughs> and uh, chorality is a property of asymmetry important in several branches of science. The world chorality is derived from Greek, uh, for hands, a familiar chiral object. An object or a system is chiral if it is distinguishable from its from its mere image. That is, it cannot be superimposed onto. Um, so, so basically, yeah, it's like it's like hands. You know, you can't. Yeah. Yeah, and um, it's also a theme that's uh, that's used in sci-fi and in fiction. So, like. Uh, I looked up on the Wikipedia, and it says uh, the theme of chemical chorality or the handedness of the molecular structure of certain substances appears in many works of fiction. Right. For example, in James uh, Blish's Star Trek novella Spock Must Die, Spock's mere duplicate is later discovered to have stolen chemical regions from the medical bay to convert certain amino acids to opposite chorality isomers that his metabolism requires right so it's a theme yeah it's something that um is real and also well, it doesn't sound very real no no real in terms of the <laughs> i know i know but it's like so when mr spark meets his mirror image duplicate this is nervousness max don't make fun of me <laughs> i will cry <laughs> and also uh kojima actually tweeted on the subject yeah and, yeah, I'm going to send you what he wrote, and I'd like you to read it. The left hand and right hand are mirror images of themselves. However, they aren't exactly the same as they can't be superimposed, meaning, like, the left hand and right hand are opposites. Uh, this characteristic is called chirality. Something with chirality is said to be chiral. For example, in Buddhism, putting hands together to pray has a symbolism. The right hand is that of Buddha, and the left hand is that of the person. Putting the hands together in prayer symbolizes becoming one with Buddha. And in many, he talks about how in, uh, a handshake is like friendship because you're, yeah. So I guess that fits in with his whole thing about, um, like, uh, connecting people and ropes and bridges. Yeah. Yeah. It's cool because a bridge is a bridge, but also it's on the logo. Yes, it's symbolic. <laughs> Yes. And she also said, uh, she also mentioned tears. So yeah. tears are related to the to that chiral allergy. Right. And um, is the rain like tears? No, rain is not tears. No, I mean like symbolically, because like it's water coming out of the sky. No. 
Okay. <laughs> I don't know. Well, the the rain's apparently really important because it fast forwards time. Yeah, but tears don't fast forward time. These tears do. <laughs> the ones you shed. <laughs> oh my god! The ones we used to make the salts from your Richie collection. <laughs> Okay, so she says, uh, you have dooms like me, what's your level? And he's like, I have the extinction factor, but I think you have me beat. Right, so she's worse than he is. Yeah. Yeah. And if you watch it with subtitles, dooms is actually spelled like in capital letters. Right. So it like stands for something, but we don't know what. And yeah, basically like the chiral allergy and like dooms or whatever, it could be related to... um, to the to, to to the weird stuff that happens in Death Stranding? You'd hope. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, when, uh, and we'll see it later, like, the tears that people usually have, it they, they appear when, like, something weird happens. So when, right. when you see, like, the invisible creatures or when... Yes. Uh, there was another thing. Oh, okay. So this is interesting because she says, in the beginning, she said, the man who delivers. Um, and um, a Redditor named Suri uh, mentioned that in English, she says, Sam Porter Bridges, the man who delivers. But in Japanese, she speaks of the Sam Porter Bridges, the legendary delivery man. Right. So it's, it's, a, it's a little bit different. And I asked Loki and... He said, like, he, he confirmed that this guy is pretty popular because Loki said, uh, I'm assuming the woman is meeting this person for the first time. Basically, the guy is folklore. Oh, so, okay. Yeah, so I thought that's pretty, that's pretty interesting. So he, he must be a really good delivery man. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and the whole doom's thing and the extinction factor, like, we don't know what it is exactly. But like obviously, it could be it could relate to um, you know the stuff where your character goes to purgatory and comes back to life. Well, we're assuming it's that. Yeah. So, but we just don't know what what it stands for exactly yet. But it could be something else. Who yeah. knows? Okay. So here she says, you can see them, right? And he's like, no, but I can sense them. And that's referring to the weird creatures that we see throughout the trailers, whether they're like the imprints or the creatures in the sky. Yeah. They usually appear like in the trailers as just handprints on the ground. But presumably like there are some people who can see the complete thing. Mm -hmm. But he, he said he can only sense them. And I think that manifests itself in a rash that we'll see later as well as tears. And that's what right. the chiral allergy probably refers to. Okay, so here she says, want to come work for me? And you see there's uh, some time fall fell on his skin. Yep. And it affected him. That's why when you said, oh, maybe he's immune, I was like, no, no, no. Because he's not. Yeah. Yeah. And um, interestingly enough, that photograph you see, uh, quite a few people pointed out that... Um, it's the White House that you see in the photograph. Oh, okay. I had a link. I thought I did. I guess I don't. But yeah, I saw I saw a thing where uh, somebody was like pointing to to which um, which elements make it seem like whatever's in the photograph. It, it was taken inside the Oval Office. Right. Mm-hmm. 
see an upside down rainbow. Yeah. And some strings. Yep. Where do you think they are here? I don't know. Mars? Earth? That's what I was thinking. Mm. That looks like Mars, but obviously it's not. Or is it? Well, it might be. Maybe he bridges, like, dimensions and, like, planets. This is really beautiful. Yeah. And you see the little bracelet, the blue bracelet on his arm? Yeah, yeah. That's... Uh, that's what's going to show you your health. Oh, okay. Like, when it turns red, uh, it means bad. <laughs> when it's blue, it's okay. Um, okay, and here, like, the image we're looking at is him transporting what looks like a body. Yeah, because he's, isn't he, like, he's corpse something service? Yeah, but I don't know if he's part of it yet. Well, you'd hope he is at this point. Well, we don't know. He just transport things. Maybe somebody's like, could you transport this? Could you transport my suspiciously corpse-shaped parcel? And then and then he's like, is this a corpse? And you're like, nope. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, now also it's weird. Like, where is this? I'm guessing this is, like, what happens in those places where the alien things are. That yeah. it's like just like you can see there. There's like a there was like a like a hard border between the mossy stuff and the destroyed stuff. So it's almost like it's like the abyss in Dark Souls. Oh snap! Only it's not airborne. <laughs> oh no, it is airborne because it's in the rain. So you were oh! right all along. You were just right about Death Stranding. Yes, I predicted things yet again. Actually, I wanted to show you something. Yeah. So, in the previous scene, there was a motorcycle that fell off a cliff. Yeah. And uh, a Redditor named Scrampus uh, yeah. made a post, and he, he compared it to uh, the motorcycle from Akira. Right. And I linked it to you. And I don't know, I just thought that was really interesting. Let's and also, people pointed out that does it, that... Like, that could be one of the things we could use to, like, get around. Get around. Oh, yeah, it does. Yeah, it's like a futuristic motorcycle Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and you know how earlier I said the photograph looks like a White House? Yeah. Um, That was posted by Fosmons. Yeah. And I'll send you a link. And it's really interesting. Like, I like how people find all these things like I would have yeah. noticed. Yeah, and, like, this is, like, Kojima is obsessive enough that mm-hmm. this is probably relevant. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, Four Kings, Dark Souls 4, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, another thing, and that's also uh, quite a few people pointed this out. Is that here we see an extra pair of boots with you. Right. And so it could be that boots are like a consumable item type deal. That they like degrade or something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And also here you'll notice that he kind of wobbles when he walks. So that that could be cool. But it's so stressful. When I was watching it, I was so stressed. I'm like, I don't know if we can do this. And, like, here, it seems like this water doesn't actually age you or whatever. Yeah, it just looks like regular water. Yeah. 
Well, you'd assume that the whole, like, all the water on the planet can't be timefall water, otherwise everything would just melt. Yeah. yeah. Unless that's what's happening in that black slimy stuff. Yeah, like, that's a really? collection of timefall water and everything is, is fast-forwarding and just turning into sludge. Mm-hmm. Mm. That's possible. So I just paused here because yeah. in the previous thing, there was, like, him ripping out the nails. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, some people also pointed out that... Um, I can't remember who, sorry, but that uh, this could be part of the gameplay somehow. Like, Well, that's you... that's a thing in Metal Gear Solid yeah. 3. Oh, really? Yeah, Metal Gear Solid 3 tries to be like a survival sim kind of deal. Where mm. if you get shot, instead of, like, your health goes down, but you also, mm. like, the bullet is lodged in you. Oh, interesting. So you then need to go into a separate menu and, like, remove the bullet using, like, a knife or something. Cool. And if you get burned, you have like there's different sort of cures for different things. So if you get burned, you have to use a certain kind of ointment. And if you're like, if you're bleeding, you have to suture it shut and stuff. Okay, super. Okay. Yeah, and I, I I think like that was a cool idea. But I I Metal Gear Solid Three, the way it handles that is you just keep pausing and going into a menu. So it's sort of it's instead of being like a, a stressful sort of like survival thing, it sort of just is. I think kind of boring. But mm-hmm. if they figured out, if he's having another shot at that and making it like in something that happens like in proper gameplay instead of a sub menu, mm-hmm. then I think that has a lot of, yeah. Okay, awesome. That's cool. And here uh, we see he has some sort of a weapon. Yeah. So that's interesting. And in the distance, remember when I told you like something like cities or settlements, I guess, seem yeah. to exist? Yeah, it looks like a temporary camp sort of thing. They just look like tents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay. So I'm going to press play. Give me your hand in life. So here you're going to see the rash or whatever. That means something creepy is happening. Yeah. And you see the handprints? Yeah. If you notice, the water sort of appears out of nowhere. Like, yeah. Or whatever that is. Like, I don't know. I thought, I thought that was weird. And now it all disappeared, like, when he's reaching. Yeah. So, do you think that's like I was saying before that it's, it's sort of melting everything? Because the time Could is fast be, yeah. forwarding through, everything is just sort of being reduced to sludge. Yeah, maybe. And, like, they're covering their mouths, so, like... I I think they can sense you breathing. I assumed everyone that was a known thing, but now I can't remember actually reading it anyway. Well, I think I think it's a known thing that... Yeah. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it seems pretty obvious, but I don't know if it's literally breathing or just, like, the, the sounds you make with your mouth, you know? Yeah. Like your voice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... And I think they're going to start to have tears. Yeah, so yeah, that's the whole chiral allergy aspect. The rash, the tears. Yeah. Uh, I guess the breathing. 
the fog breathing. Pause. Yeah. What am I trying to say? Like the white stuff that came out when he was breathing? You know, like it got cold. Let's just go breath. No, no, but it was the, the, the white stuff. The, like when it's cold and you yeah, breathe. Yeah, but that's just like, your breath. Yeah, but what do you call that? You can see your breath when it's cold. No, there's like it's it's not. There, like I'm sure cold. there is a name for it, but yeah, we just that's say, what like, I'm asking you. <laughs> it's cold. I can see my breath. Okay, like there's not like fog or fumes. Fumes. Vapor. <laughs> like okay, but you know what I mean. And yeah. here, as as like where I paused, you can see the on in the sky. You can kind of make out the five figures. Yeah. Which are the same from the first trailer, supposedly. Do you think it's significant that there's five of them and the hand has five fingers? Oh, shoot. I didn't think of that. Maybe. What if they're the five horsemen of the apocalypse? No, they'll be the god hand from Berserk. <laughs> oh, my God. Because Miyazaki stopped ripping off Berserk and then Kojima's like, now's my time to shine. <laughs> yes. Um... Can we talk about the degree to which Kojima just, like, flagrantly steals shit to a degree that's, like... I, ha- I had no idea. Like, know. the main characters from Police Notes are just Mel Gibson and Danny Glover from Lethal Weapon. Okay. But what if they were in space? <laughs> and, like, the Snatcher is just what if there was a Blade Runner sequel with the Terminator in it as well. He, Kojima is, though. like, he's really in love with American, like, Hollywood pop culture stuff. Especially military-themed mm. things. So he mm. just sort of, like, lifts stuff very, very blatantly. Because mm. he thinks- but yeah, it's like a, an idea he thinks is cool. So, like, Snatcher is just Blade Runner and the Terminator happening at once. Police Snorts <laughs> is what if Lethal Weapon was in space. <laughs> Metal Gear is, like, um- it's just lifted from, like, sort of all those 80s action movies. Like, the Solid Snake is meant to be Kurt Russell. Stuff like that, yeah. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know what the five figures are. But yeah. um, she basically seems to see them where he can only sense them. Right. As mentioned earlier. Yeah. And, oh, and you know her jacket? Um, the spiky thing. And a lot of people notice this. is It's spiky, but when only when there's danger around. Oh, so it's, it's like when his um, skin gets... It's like goosebumps. Yeah. Yeah, yeah her clothing gets goosebumps, yeah. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. And so you're going to see when, like, they're... I think they're going to go away now, but... Give me your hand in death. On her jacket, it actually says uh, um, Fragile Express, handled with love. Yep. And she has a really weird umbrella. <laughs> Do you think handled with love is a reference to, like, the babies? I I don't know. It's like, it could be, because she asks him to, I don't know if it's in the beginning or toward the end. I don't know if she already said that, but she's like, come work for me. And he's like, no, I'm just a delivery guy. So, obviously, whatever she does is not just deliveries, so that's pretty intriguing. But doesn't Fragile Express imply it is just a delivery service? Well, yeah, but if he's like, no, thank you, I'm just a delivery guy, then it's something more. I guess, yeah, yeah. 
And, uh, well, you can see the photograph a little better here. And uh, you can see uh, the lady in the back is apparently Lindsay Wagner. Yeah. And um, we can't see who the younger lady is, but she's pregnant. Yep. And um, They're in the White House, apparently. Yeah, and there's a whole lot of theories on this. Like, what if, like, he's the president or Lindsay Wagner is the president? Or what if she's their mother-in-law? What if he's married to the So he, he's pregnant? the president, but he's best known as a delivery man. I mean, Solid Snake's clone was the president at one point, so it's not beyond him that he would do something like that. <laughs> so, um, and, yeah. And we can't really see the the pregnant lady's face, so everybody's like, oh, I wonder who this is. Um, okay. <laughs> um, okay, so I'll play. Oh, so there's the tape on his package. Yeah. <laughs> Give me your hand and flesh. So, like, um, they said Corellio, whatever density. I think density it's like chiral, chiral yeah. density, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's the thing we talked about earlier. So, yeah. um, like, the chiral allergy... And it could, like, I guess it could either mean that, like, more creatures are approaching or whatever this phenomenon actually is, because we don't know. Maybe it could be referring yeah. to, like, worlds colliding, universes merging, whatever. It's, you know, it's, it's happening. Yeah. And he's like, uh-oh. So yeah, if one of those things hits you, it yeah. talks about a crater. Okay. So. Can I ask a really random question about that line? Yeah. Is that Guillermo del Toro delivering that line? Because um, it know. sounds a bit like him, and I know he's in it, but I it might just be his likeness. Well, I don't know. Okay. It could be, because, uh, you know, you saw the other trailers. There's one character that's, yeah. that's him, so... It I remember the first time I saw that, I messaged, I, I took a screenshot and sent it to my friend, and I was like, what's Guillermo del Toro doing in this LOL? And he's like, that, that is Guillermo del Toro. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So that's the thing. Uh, you'll come back, sure, but the surrounding area will yeah, still we'll, be a crater. Yeah. And we talked about it earlier. Yeah. Academy Award winner Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> So he plugged in the baby, and this thing yep. appeared. It's <laughs> yep. pretty trippy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So he has an idea. <laughs> I have an idea. <laughs> Plugs the thing into a baby. <laughs> and then an arm goes tick, 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 tick. <laughs> okay. Okay, play now. It's like child abuse detected alarm. <laughs> oh, also, sorry, pause for a second. And yeah. I don't know if you noticed, but in that scene, there's a little, um, a little keychain that hangs from, um, let me rewind, from, um, from the baby capsule. Yeah. Like, uh, 
right here. Do you see? It's a yeah. little uh, Ludens keychain. And Ludens yeah. is like the Kojima mascot or whatever. All right, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, his ridiculous uh, Michelin yeah. Man spacesuit mascot. <laughs> yes. Okay, play. Death Stranding. Oh, I just heard a baby scream. So, Cryptobite a day keeps the time following. Yeah. Well, I sound weird if I say that this is the shot that made me want to play it. Wait, wait. Uh... There's more. You're too late. You still don't know who I am, do you? We don't know anything. <laughs> oh, stop! Reveal! But it's not really a reveal because we don't know who this is. <laughs> Give me your hand in spirit. Okay. She's standing with all the dead whales. Yeah. Yeah, which is what I was talking about before. Yeah. Yeah, just like he is in the first trailer. Yeah. And so a couple of things that I wanted to um sorry you were you were saying that's why did why did that shot make you want to play it? Cuz like I wasn't I didn't really know anything about the game at all and then when I was like mm. yeah also Leah Sadu eats a maggot I'm like okay <laughs> I'm interested now. <laughs> yeah, and the maggot is actually a water bear. Right. And uh yeah, that's like quite a few people pointed it out like I saw it on Reddit by I like to draw and German 67. And I was like, oh, cool, because I had no idea. Do you know about water bears, Richie? Yeah, they're little things. They live in the water and they're very, very hardy. <laughs> no, but I think that that yeah. might be important. It might be that, like, you can swallow them and they live inside you. Because water bears, are, they're, they're known to be, like, basically kind of indestructible on a lot of levels. So. Mm -hmm. But she chewed one. That's true, yeah. I, I want to point out that, like, I was always, like, curious and interested in Death Stranding, but that was that was the point which I became actively, like, I do really want to see this now, because I, do, I don't know what any of this is about. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, aren't you glad we're doing this now? Yeah. Yeah. Yay. And also, um, the water bears, uh, and that's from a Wikipedia page, uh, known collo colloquially... Colloquially. Yeah. They're known as uh, water bears or moss piglets. Yep. How cute is that? Do you, did you, do you remember the water bears from uh, Demon Souls? Uh, no. In the Stonefang Tunnel area, there are these weird bug things that are based on water bears. Okay, well. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I don't remember at all. I should finish. I should finish that. Yeah, and Dark Souls. It. Shut up. <laughs> okay. So, and Dark Souls 2. Okay. So, uh, actually, this um, 
this makes me remember something interesting, and I'll send you a tweet okay. that I'd like you to take a look at. And it's Kojima tweeted this, and this is Moss. Right. And uh, a Redditor called uh, Blank24 said something really cool. I will read it to you. Okay. Uh, I noticed something in Death Stranding trailers that I thought was interesting. As we know by now, Timefall seems to let everything it touches grow old very rapidly. But when I watched carefully, plants that grow on moss seem to be unaffected by the Timefall. I also remember a Kojima post about how moss looks really good in the engine for this game. Would that post secretly say something about the importance of moss in this game? And as people have pointed out, the cryptobite that the female character eats in the end of the trailer uh, is reminiscent of uh, water bears. Yeah. Uh, a quick Google of the word moss and uh, the water bears led uh, this person to a passage in Wikipedia where they say the most convenient place to find uh, the water bears is on lichens and mosses. Right. And so it's like, it's interesting because it's like, does it mean there's a connection between like the moss and the water bears and then somehow these things? Do you think that the moss grows after the time fall? I don't know. Because like the time fall makes it damp and then the moss grows in the dampness and that's where you find cryptobites. Maybe so. Maybe the cryptobites are like phantasms, and this is like the moss is like lumen wood. Yeah, artists? yeah. Yeah, like no, I don't know, but I thought it was it was really cool. Yeah. Um. Okay. So, do you have any any theories or thoughts on what those invisible creatures could actually be? Well, they've got the the umbilical cord things coming out of them. Hmm. Yeah. So, and uh, mm-hmm. like, I don't like. I'm I'm wondering if there's going to be a reveal later on that like they're not hostile, that they just they just want to be touched or something, that they're just sort of like longing for connection rather than being actively malicious. Maybe. All the stuff about give me your hand. Yeah. That's possible, because they kind of just hang around. It's Hideo Kojima, so it's going to go completely off the rails. Like, (laughs) I don't mean that as a criticism, but, like, all of his games start out, like, as something that's kind of reasonably cliche and predictable, and then as they go on, they just get increasingly bizarre. Mm Mm-hmm. And there's usually, like, enough ideas in each one for three or four different games. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and another thing that uh, people pointed out, for example, I read it uh, in posts by Asparagus62, Seshku, and DXVDBL, that uh, the, those creatures, they seem yeah. to have babies attached to them. Like, yeah. Just screenshot. Yeah, through those umbilical cord things. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, I don't know, it's weird, but it's, it's spooky but cool, you know? Interesting. Um, so I wonder also, like, could it just be, like, people who died? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where I'm going with this. I don't know. It's just, it's, it could be just, like, human spirits, you know what I mean? Maybe... But isn't it caused by a comet? 
Do you think it's like the comet hit and then the people killed in the comet got pushed into another dimension that's of the opposite, like, chiretic thing to us? It might be, yeah. By the yeah. way, it may not be a comet. We, it's uh, in, the, in the trailer, it said explosion. So yeah. I don't know what it is. Yeah, but that's the thing. It could be just like people and their 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 families that just like, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, another thing, you know how Lindsay Wagner appears in the end? Yep. And that's something a lot of people pointed out as well, where she's wearing like a blue dress. Yeah. But in the posters for the game, plot twist. Let me post it. What is she wearing? Hang on, I have to check this very important message. It's a red dress. (laughs) It's a red dress. And also she's holding a baby and there's an upside down rainbow. And you know how she has a necklace? Is this the necklace people tried to decode? Yeah. Well, one thing that people noticed is that the necklace is mirrored. Like in the game, it's one way. And then in the poster, it's another way. Right. It's a mirror image of the necklace. So they tried to decode it like all sorts of ways with like, I don't know what. Somebody tried to decode it with music. But so far, um, everything is like wrong. Like no one actually managed to decode the necklace. Yeah. And, uh, oh, and, uh, Binultra has a whole thread posted on theories that's been disproven, which I'll put right. in the comments. Okay. So that's really interesting. Cause yeah, for the longest time, like people thought that it was music and somebody even posted being like, yeah, it's music, but then that's been debunked. And, um, I don't know. I think that's it for this trailer. Do you have anything to, to add? Um, no, I'm just, like, I'm interested in what's going on, and because it's, it's Kojima, it probably does benefit from getting slightly obsessive with it. hmm Because he is an obsessive person who puts, like, weird puzzles and shit in what he's doing. hmm It reminds me a bit of people who overanalyze The Shining. And they say, like, well, you know, this, this bit here, like, the- the glass moves, like, two centimeters between these shots, and that's symbolic of that. And for, like, any other film, you would go, well, that's just a continuity error. Mm-hmm. But it's Stanley Kubrick, who is yeah. kind of mad enough to have done <laughs> that deliberately, because he was an yeah. obsessive control freak. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to watch the trailer number three. So it's talking about explosions. Is it? Yeah, don't you hear? Yes. What? Were you joking? No, I was, yes, because you were just like, there was an explosion, there was an explosion. You're like, so here he's talking about explosions. <laughs> so he's going to talk about the next explosion, which seemed to have caused what's about to happen. <laughs> The character is using... Here Kojima is using dialogue about explosions to convey information about an explosion.
Okay, so you see there's a dream catcher. Do you see? Um, hanging from the back of him, yeah. 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 And then there's a corpse with some gold stuff on the face. Yeah. And the gold stuff on the face is interesting because, and I didn't know this, but a Redditor named Snoop Rocket uh, wrote a whole thing about it. And um, I'll, I'll read it. And basically, it's a thread called um, Golden Funerary Masks and Possible oh, okay, yeah. Ancient Egypt Connections. Do you know about yeah. those? Um, no, I, I, know, I know kind of what they're getting at, but I haven't read the thread. Okay. So basically, it says, in the latest trailer, we see what appears to be the Corps of Disposal Team 6 failed attempt to escort a body to the disposal site. This wrapped body curiously bears a golden mask, which set me off on some cursory Google search. And here's what the person found. The use of golden funerary masks spans multiple cultures with the protection of the dead and safe transit from the mortal realm to the afterlife being a common purpose for the ancient Egyptians. Uh, The soul would need a mask to recognize its own body as well as have a face for the afterlife. And uh, it was also used to strengthen the spirit of the mummy and guard the soul from evil spirits on its way to the afterworld. This concept is not limited to the ancient Egyptians. Golden funerary masks were also used by the southern Chinese to protect their dead from possession by evil spirits. I believe this adds more credence to the theory that the corpse disposal team is escorting bodies to the afterlife before the shadow people can get to them. Perhaps the funerary mask is just symbolic in the trailer, though it could be an actual process uh, the team has to utilize for safe disposal. The Egyptian Book of the Dead may provide more clues if this is the case. The tale of a series would be a good start, in my opinion, as death refers and the underworld appear to be major themes in Death Stranding. Yeah, so so that's kind of interesting. Yeah. Actually, can you just rewind the thing so we can have a look at the mask? Uh, yeah, for sure. And then we'll we'll see uh, someone else with a golden mask as well later in the trailer. Yeah, I was just wondering, like, does that look like uh, a mask really to you, or does it look like it's some sort of weird like corrosion? I I don't know if it's cor- well. Yeah. To me, it looks like okay. Can I be honest? Yeah. How I pictured this is, you know, sometimes in arts and crafts, you can get golden, like, sprinkles to put on yeah. art. Yeah, gold. So leaf. somebody took yeah. one, yeah, and just put it on someone's face. Yeah, yeah. That's how I picture this happening. Right. Mm. And there's also, like, black, black paint under it or something. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is. Hmm. So was this just, like, an arts project? Mm. Well, games are art, so that's what he's subtly saying to us. He's saying games are art, but only in the sense that if you went to an art supply store and scattered gold leaf everywhere. Awesome. Um, And obviously, um, because, okay, I don't know how trailer analyses work, because sometimes people... Well, they don't. No, but, you know, people are like, well, there's a car that's upside down and it's in a dark environment. So, like, there was a crash in the dark. And I'm like, yeah, that's, like, intuitive. Like, do we have yeah. to say these things? or? Well, 
If you're on YouTube, you apparently do. <laughs> I don't remember what I was listening to, but some trailer analysis for for some game where it was literally just describing everything. It's like, yeah, I know, I have eyes. So do you think there's there's like a happy medium between just describing everything that happens and whatever the fuck we're doing now? What are we doing now? Well, I don't know what this is. <laughs> I think this is the happy medium. Okay. <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. I, I take it back. The worst is when there's yeah. nothing to say at all. So uh-huh. they, like, theorize something that might happen. Mm-hmm. Like, could Star Wars Episode Nine connect to the prequel trilogy? And that ends up being an hour long. And the answer is maybe. <laughs> oh, God, this, this uh, film site, I unwisely followed on Twitter the other day led with like we're only 542 days away from the release of Star Wars Episode 9 here's everything we know <laughs> it's like it's 18 months away just like <laughs> other subjects exist <laughs> continue yeah okay so there was a crash and somebody stuck under a car oh you can't prove that <laughs> do you remember that Kojima like, showed this off with Lego Men. Do you remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, wasn't yeah. it a tweet also? Yeah, yeah. And then we were like, yeah. oh, that's what he meant. Yeah. So this is this is why, like, this level of speculation yeah. about Kojima stuff is not unfounded in this case. Yeah. Because he literally did foreshadow this by tweeting a photo of some Lego. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the, the thing started working. That means monsters are nearby. Did you notice that? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and also, oh, on, on his arm, it says CDT, Corpse Disposal Team. Yep. And also, you're going to notice that the guys are going to start to age because time fall is falling on his face. Yeah. Shut up. Don't even breathe. Yeah, because breathing attracts them. So I like how the actual uh, shoulder thing is done because it's like it's going crazy now and like the enemy is closer. Like you don't need this explained to you, you know, like yeah. in a tutorial, it would be really obvious. Like the thing is going crazy. You better be careful. And you see now it's calm again. So the enemies yeah. are far. But, I don't but, know. I uh, really like In line with, with our job as trailer analysts, we should point out that the enemies are getting closer in this scene. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, and creepy stuff is happening. Look. Oh yeah, yeah, the yeah. Yeah, the black paint is everywhere, and the. No, yeah, it is definitely a mask. I was wrong. Oh, wrong yet again. Yeah, I'm constantly wrong. Well, I've only seen <laughs> these trailers once, and I didn't think we were actually going to do this. <laughs> Look, there's a there's a guy. Did you see? There's a guy. So basically, the corpse went crazy, and then the black stuff was everywhere, and then the the sparkles went away. Yeah. And um, then he saw a, a guy. Did you see, like, a, an invisible guy? He saw a guy. Did you, did you see it, though? What? The, like, a guy. Did you see the invisible guy? I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> okay, I'll rewind. Okay. Um, like, this guy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Isn't that one of the, the weird monster things, though? 
Uh, yeah, well, it clearly is a weird monster thing. Yeah, so it's not like a guy. Well, it looks like a guy. Look. It's like a bro. Look at him. Yeah. It's a dude. Or a girl. I don't know. But look, it's a it's a human figure looking. Yeah, okay. Okay. And then the monster or whatever is getting closer. And then... Um, and then if you look on the ground, there's like, there's red stuff. It's like a reaction or whatever. I thought that was blood, but yeah, it is red stuff. It's similar to like the Mars surface stuff you saw before. So do you think it's like that? The what? Sorry? You know, when we saw there was like a red thing and we were like, it looks like Mars. Do you think that's what causes like Mars? the- oh, oh, right, right, right. Um, yeah. Well, no, 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 no. I don't know good <laughs> but okay but i so i was looking at it and i'm like what the f going on and i found a thread by yeah. venom awakens gr and they point out that it's actually because sam is hurt in this scene and there seems to be blood coming out of his leg and yeah. it comes into contact with the ground and that's what might be causing this weird reaction to the ground yeah and that would make sense if sam has some genetic thing that mm-hmm. makes him like yeah yeah so and then i thought oh ashes of ariandel i don't know that's what it made me think of remember that scene where you beat frida and then father ariandel tries to like spark the flame or whatever yeah yeah that's what it made me think of okay and look there's like fog not fog fume yeah <laughs> when the thing touched it i guess They're surrounded. Oh, this is so creepy. They're dragging him away. Oh, Oh, Jesus. And you see the bracelet? It says blue. That means he's still okay. Yeah. Okay, so this guy shows up. So yeah. there's a lot of speculation surrounding this guy. He has a gold mask on as well. Yeah, he has a golden mask as well. Exactly. And uh, another thing is that, uh, I don't know if you remember the second trailer with uh, Mads Mikkelsen, but he does a similar gesture. Oh, so you think this is Mads Mikkelsen's character? Well, I don't know. Could be. Okay. Could be someone else. Could be maybe they have a bunch of people who are doing that gesture which just means just seems to mean like spread out or something like go i don't know yeah yeah because in um in that trailer he had these like people stuck to him yeah 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 and just to rewind real quick um it's weird but it seems like um sam notices him but the other guy doesn't yeah so like sam looks at him but the guy doesn't yeah. So I wonder if, like, if he's not even meant to be seen. You know what I mean? Maybe the guy thinks he's invisible. And then Sam just sees him. Yeah, because Sam's got whatever factor it is that lets him sense yeah. the, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think, oh, another thing I just noticed is that you see the guy's little arm. It doesn't detect the other guy. Yeah, but doesn't it just detect alien things? Well, that's. That's what I'm saying. Like, does it mean this guy's just like, whatever, I'm cool. Like, I'm on your side or maybe not. I don't know. It may also just be that, like, Sam notices him because he's facing him. 
the oh, other yeah, guy is, is too concerned with but shooting But no, no, the no, person. because he made a noise when he, right? Didn't yeah, he make a noise I, when he stepped on the thing? Like, you you notice. It's a pretty, Do you think uh, it's ever going to be explained why he drops out of the air or that's just how he enters every scene and no one comments on it? Because I would I think love it's going to be explained. <laughs> I, think, I think it's going to be explained. I think there's a logical explanation to this. You'll, you'll love Metal Gear. <laughs> what? It's just like, what if there was a whale made of fire for one scene? Is it explained? No. <laughs> Is this real or are you trolling? That's real. You would have seen it if you'd um, made it past the horse part of Metal Gear Solid Five. <laughs> yeah. You know his little arm thing? It looks yeah. a lot more futuristic, or at least different. Let me rewind real quick. Yeah, to Sam's one. Yeah, to the one we've seen before. Yeah. So it's like, yeah. so everybody's like, what does it mean? Like, why is his different, and why does he have one? They might just have different jobs on the corpse disposal team. Is he even part of the corpse disposal team? Is he? Oh, maybe. Don't they well, have well, CDT written on them? Yeah. Well, th- these guys, like the guy in the orange, does uh, about Sam. I don't know. It says Porter, but I don't know his CDT. But it says corpse disposal team six. Maybe this guy's like corpse disposal team two. Maybe. Yeah. Do you think the way that they have to shoot the guy who's being taken? That that's kind of why they have a corpse disposal team. Because whatever happens to you, like, after you die is so horrible. Oh, thank you, my love. My boyfriend just gave me some breakfast. How sweet is that? Aw. Because I haven't eaten yet. Like, I was like, let's record. And I haven't eaten. Aw. Aw. Yeah, I, I don't know what the corpse disposal team is. Is it, like, disposing of people who are dead? Or, like, no, because what happens is that guy is yeah. taken. And then they mm-hmm. shoot him. To like yeah, kill but, it, yeah. So yeah, is the idea that like 30. after they whatever they do is actually that mm-hmm. wouldn't make sense because if he's dead, he'd still be a corpse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I think maybe they like it. It makes me think like let's say people die and you, so you take them and then you dispose of their corpses. Like you go yeah. around houses being like, do you have any dead? Like yeah, okay, well give them to us so we so we do the thing that needs to be done. Right. Whatever it is, you know. Like, I wonder the corpse we saw in the beginning, if it was part of the, in, if it was in the van that crashed, or if, if, or if uh, Sam was transporting it. You know? Also, the way it's like corpse disposal, mm-hmm. that suggests that they have to be disposed of in a specific way. Because yeah. otherwise you would expect them to just carry around, like, like gasoline and a match or something to burn them. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, sure. whereas this sounds like you got to do something to the corpses that's very specific that involves you having to transport mm-hmm. them. Yeah. And you know what I wonder? I wonder, like, intuitively, I guess you'd think that this is related to what happened after the explosion, which caused all these weird things in our universe. Yeah. But I wonder if this already existed. What corpse disposal team? Yeah, like, maybe maybe this universe, like, it's not like ours. Maybe it's like a freaky world where, like, these things already yeah. exist. But our world is a freaky world. (laughs) That was another working title, Freaky World. (laughs) You know what's the real working title of this? Metal Gear Solid 6. No, it's Norman Reedus and his funky fetus. Ah, yes. (laughs) So I really love this part because, again, like, you don't need an explanation. The thing, it just goes like, like... It's telling you, you know, the arm is telling you, like, that's it, you're going to die now. Yeah, and I'm glad he's done that, because 
Uh, one issue with Kojima is that he does enjoy explaining things at length. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm glad that... Um, looks like there's going to be a, a limited amount of exposition this time. So at floor 19, do you see the thing on the right? It's wearing glasses, and somebody said All that right, it's yeah. Kojima. It might be. <laughs> no, but like that, it might be because he has put himself in his games before. Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's like, there's a bit in one of the Metal Gear games where you have to rescue, like... Oh, no, no, he's just like, like you could, if you find a truck, um, mm-hmm. you look in the back of it, he's just in there. And the snake's like, oh, Mr. Kojima. <laughs> That's awesome. And um, I think it was two. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid 2 had ghosts in it you could photograph. If you, like, pointed the camera at random stuff, there'd be a ghost. And one of the ghosts mm-hmm. is Kojima. All the ghosts were the programmers. And you could, like... Awesome. Yes. Okay. So he threw the baby away. Yeah. Look at his bracelet. Okay, so he failed killing himself. Yeah. But something interesting is going to happen. He's going to try to stab himself. And then the thing on his bracelet will change the color. Do we have to point out that something weird is happening to the gravity? (laughs) <laughs> yes, we do. All right, pause here. Time for a trailer rewind. You can see something weird is happening with gravity in this scene. But what? Okay, this is also something I found kind of interesting. So he picks up a baby, right? But right. he doesn't plug it in. Well, how's it going to charge now? Is that a Wi-Fi baby? It might be. It just might be. <laughs> or a Bluetooth baby. Mm. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I just, this is one of those things that now I'm not going to sleep at night. Or does he have another backup baby that's already plugged in? This is really disturbing to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah, we've got a backup baby. <laughs> yeah, this baby's a hand-me-down after my last one accidentally got left in the washing machine. <laughs> Uh, also, okay, um, and I don't know where I read this, but there are little crabs going up. Yeah, and, I can see one, yeah. It's in the middle yeah, of the... And, and there yeah. was something, a thread somewhere about crabs laying eggs or something, and something about babies, but I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Okay, and this is a big guy with a giant umbilical cord. I also noticed, like, they, they don't have hands. Okay, I was about to tell you that, because, okay, you know your video on uh, Silver Beasts and Gugs? Oh, yeah, yeah, Gugs. So, and when what you were saying is that they have things that come out of their knuckles. It's, it doesn't come out of their fingers, remember, when you were analyzing it? Yeah, they're, they're like Wolverine. Yeah, exactly. So, when I saw this, I'm like, oh, my God. So, I'm going to look at this carefully, and maybe we'll notice a similar thing. And then I'm looking, and I'm like, oh, my God, they don't have arms. They don't have hands. Yeah, like the hand thing seems really important. Yeah, but do you know what's going to happen? Like, I was like a little perplexed, but it's going to make sense in about five seconds. Okay. Are you ready? Yes. His head is a hand. Yes, isn't that amazing? Yeah. Oh, I get why you, I think I get why you were shooting himself now. Why? 
I think the idea is if they shoot themselves, then when they get swallowed by the hand thing, it doesn't go into void out. Yeah. Yeah. It must only be triggered if that kills them. So. Yeah. That, that seems like it. Exactly. Yeah. But another weird thing that, you know, when we were talking about, should we point out that the gravity is doing something weird? Um, the Sam is not part of this. Like, he's not being yeah. pulled up. Yeah. So, I don't know why. It's weird. But then again, you talk about how maybe there's something genetically different about him. So, maybe that's, you know, it's part of it? Maybe. And so now you'll see a little handprint appear on his body. Yep. There it goes. So that's why, like, the, the speculation is every time you die, you get a handprint? Yeah, that, that's kind of a thing in Metal Gear Solid 3 as well. How so? Well, it's not the same deal, but um, like I was telling you, you have that injury mechanic. Yeah. There's a scene later on in the game where, like, you are injured again and someone is doing, like, a they're, like, healing you. And they comment, like, on all the injuries you've gotten, sort of, throughout the game. They'll say, like, oh, you've got a lot of, like, bullet wounds and stuff like that. The idea being that all those- all the- all the damage you suffer in the game is, like, perpetually on you. Yeah. And this is, uh, I guess, like, this is the purgatory that, uh... Yeah, that'd be purgatory. There it is. <laughs> there it is. It's under the sea. So, and weird stuff seems to be happening with the gravity here as well. Well, they're underwater. Like, floating to the surface. Um, it looks pretty cool, honestly. That looks very, like, um... Like, it's creepy! It's like, yeah. it's like the thing ate a guy that was floating up. Like, the rocks are floating up, too. Is that normal, Richie? But this is purgatory. So this is normal in purgatory? Have you ever been? Well, we're watching it now. These podcasts are a form of purgatory. Look, the whale is upside down, <laughs> this podcast, yeah. and the car is going up. Like, creepy stuff is going on. I don't I No, don't there's coral it. and water and a dream catcher and some more fish. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's so much. I don't get it. Upside down whale, upside... Look, look, the water bears. Yeah, the water bear went past. Crab, I saw a crab. Baby. <laughs> Explain to me what happened. Well, it looks a lot like it's uh, like a lot of like birth imagery and stuff, where like he's he's in this sort of womb-like water thing, and then he's yanked out with a rope that's kind of like an umbilical cord. I think that's that's what he's going for, like symbolically. And look, more water bears. Yep. And it's like the black substance. And <laughs> look, they're floating up. <laughs> this is so weird. Is the baby okay? But doesn't he have a baby in him? Well, no, I don't think... Is the baby in him or is it that he's connected to the baby by like an umbilical cord thing that's connected to him? So when the camera goes inside him, it's following that cord. It's following that cord thing. I don't know. You know, you see the- like, it goes through this sort of fleshy tube thing that people think might be his throat. And then you see mm -hmm. the baby at the end. Yeah, I think yeah. it's going through his throat and then through that cord thing that's coming out of his stomach oh, into the thing the baby is in. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that makes sense. That yeah. makes much more sense. And you see the five figures. And remember the last trailer we watched? They were, like, more transparent. 
but now they're yeah. more visible. And I yeah. wonder if that represents that before he could sense them, but now he can see them, you know? Because it's getting like worse. He, well, I don't know if it's getting worse or if he's getting better at these things, whatever this is. Like, you know, his doom level and extinction factor, maybe he just got more of it. I see. So maybe the more you, the more dooms you have, the better you see whatever these creatures are. I don't know. Do you think that'll be a, a gameplay mechanic? What? Do you think that'll be a gameplay mechanic where you get yeah, more dooms th- as you go on? Yeah. I think so. I'm just not sure what the relationship is. You know, it's like, is it like you have you get more dooms and that what gives you like these weird fi- powers to come back to life or is it like every time you die you get a doom and the dooms are actually handprints and like you know what i mean like i just don't know yeah like i'm i'm they, they must be connected right just like- do you want me to tell you what this is reminding me of and it's nothing to do with death stranding at all but i can't oh, stop thinking about it yeah. is the zombie level of metal slug 3 what is that it looks almost exactly like this hmm it's like a group of aliens floating around a crater. They look almost exactly the same. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That is cool. Yeah, I'm glad I mentioned it. <laughs> yeah. And do you think this is immediately following what just happened? Like his co-worker? Yeah, I assume what happens evening? is that that guy, mm-hmm. tri- it triggers a void out. Then mm-hmm. Sam dies mm-hmm. in the void out and wakes up. Mm-hmm. Like afterward. And that's why there's this huge like crater there. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, sorry. And then I wonder if any of these figures are the giant guy with the hands in the head. Um, well, but you can see that there's the five figures there and then there's other chords going up. So there might, there might be more than five. So now he said, then came... So as you can see, Sam is discussing an explosion. (laughs) Does this mean Captain America will be in Spider-Man Far From Home? What? I'm trying to think of, like, an inane video. So, no, he said that there was... That's the explosion I told you about earlier. And he's like... Yes. Then there was an explosion and it will be our last or whatever. Yeah. Um, so that's it for the, for the third trailer. Which we watch second. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any thoughts, comments? Um, no, not not more than we already said. <laughs> okay, but you know the whole um, idea of like uh, an explosion and then something happening or it having some sort of significance. Do you know what game it reminds me of? That game with the explosions in it. Yes. Which one? You're supposed to know this. Uh, You're my friend. Asteroids. You? No. Missile command. What kind of a friend are you? This is basics and stuff. Bioshock? No. Okay, that's a good answer, but no. Dishonored? That's also a good answer, but no. A pirate rescue rangers game only available on the Dendy. <laughs> Infamous. I've, I don't know. Do you, I, have you mentioned Infamous before? It's one of my favorite games ever. Yeah, but I don't think you've told me that, though. I don't have to tell you for you to know it. Have you ever streamed Infamous? No. 
But I played a lot of it before I started the channel. I've never played Infamous. Are you serious? Oh my god, it's so good. You have to play it. It is so good. It is such a good game. I cried at before the end. Before or of- after Horizon Zero Dawn? It's before everything. I played at the. I, I cried okay. at the end of one. I cried at the end of two. Second Son did not uh, imp- like visually. It was amazing, but story wise, I, I cried at the end of Nier Automata. You're going to finish that. Why are you making this about you? We're talking about Infamous. Go on. Thank you. And it's a really good game, and the story is really good, and the gameplay is so smooth and fun. I'm going to stream it again. I mean, not again. I'm going to play it again, but stream it this time. And it's okay. like the enemies are actually like, it, it's, it's interesting, and it's just, and ah, oh, it's so good. Okay. Okay. Um, let me just look through my notes real quick. So we did mention that the bracelets are a health bar, and I think that's actually really neat. Like, I, I kind of yeah. hope that in the game, there's no, like, menu. There's no HUD. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? It's just like... Yeah. Yeah, I, I really hope so. So you'll know that, like, your health is low because of the bracelet. You know enemies are near yeah. because of your arm. Like um, like Dead Space does. Really? <gasps> yes, because, yes, yeah! Yeah, you have yeah, the, you have the indicator that's on the right. thing, yeah. Oh, I love it. I, I also love Dead Space. Dead Space 2 is the one I played. I've never played Dead Space. What is wrong with you? I I only know that because I listen to a podcast about Dead Space. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's a really cool game. Like, I played Dead Space 2, which was like yeah. a mix between action and suspense. I, I didn't have enough courage to play Dead Space 1, but I watched it. Right. And I played Dead Space 3, but it was too much action and not enough like suspense for me. Okay. But, yeah. But there were, oh my God, I still remember that one moment in Dead Space. And people who, who play it will remember it is when the sun jumps out at you. I, I, I almost died. The sun, S O N O S U N. The sun in the sky? Oh, okay. Like, they'll know what I mean. And yeah. I was, I almost died and I screamed and I, I, I had to take like a break because I'm like, oh my God, because it's already an intense area. Like, and it's like, it's creepy and it's like psychologically creepy because of where it is. And you're like, oh my God. Okay. Okay. We're okay. We're not in death space now. It's going to be okay. Um, so, mm-hmm. so we did talk about the gold and stuff. Um, yeah. What if it's just like, because it's cool. What if it doesn't actually have any implication? Maybe it just looks good. It's like tradition. Maybe. Hmm. But it could also be like a, a gameplay thing where you have to put stuff on the dead so that the spirits don't find yeah. them. Huh. Yeah, I, I'm, mm, we don't know. Yeah. Um. Oh, there's also an interesting uh, thread by Tooth Monkey, and it talks about a connection between uh, Mads Mikkelsen and ancient Egypt, and I'll link it what, in the Mads description. Mikkelsen the person, or the, the character he plays. Okay, yeah, I was confused for a second. <laughs> like, yeah. It's like, what is Mads Mikkelsen a reincarnated pharaoh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, he might be. He's a weird guy. <laughs> the first time I saw him was in Hannibal. I yeah. thought he was so good in it. I was like, oh my God, where have you been hiding all these years? 
He was in, um, what was he in before? He was in Casino Royale. Did he play the bad guy? Yeah, he's the, he's the guy with the, the weird eye who plays poker. Oh my god. I didn't realize that. He's in a film called Valhalla Rising that is almost completely dialogue-free, in which he plays a mute Viking. Oh, that's cool. I have a friend who absolutely hates it and has never forgiven me for getting us to watch it together. Oh no, why? Because he's like, this is the most boring, pretentious shit I've ever seen. Mm. I'm like, well, (laughs) it is quite pretentious, but isn't it great? Do you actually, I'm going to send it. Do you mind uh, reading it out? It's an interesting post. Yeah. Um, let me just. Uh... I love reading interesting posts. <laughs> are, you, are you making fun of me? No, I'm just like, it just seems like something I would tweet as a non sequitur. Logging on the internet to read interesting posts. <laughs> okay. So... Um, where is I was feeling a little bit random. <laughs> LOL. Uh, so this is the thread which talks about the connection between Asiris and uh, Nessie right. Nicholson. Yeah, go ahead. By Chief Monkey. Uh, okay, hang on. Oh, it says here that Mads Mikkelsen's character is a bit like Osiris, the Egyptian god of the dead. Um... Talks about how that Osiris has four siblings, and so Mads Mikkelsen plus four equals five floating figures. Uh, It talks about how he's wearing black and green like Osiris does. And, um, um, talks about how the eye, uh, the, the right eye of Mads Mikkelsen's thing is symbolic of the eye of Horus, which is the sun. Um, talks about how, like, the, the golden masks on the dummies, the dummies, the golden masks on the bodies are a bit like the golden death masks of mummies. Mm-hmm. And the, the cuffs are like unks, which are symbols of life in uh, Egypt, ancient Egypt. Mm-hmm. Mm. Cool. Thank you. And there's another thread here. Oh, okay, this one's, I honestly did not notice this at all. And this is by yeah. uh, Kashru Ahmad. And, like, if you click it, you'll notice that in right. the trailer, there was another, uh, like, an invisible guy with arms that were crossed. Yeah. But this one really makes me think of some sort of an Egyptian thing, you know? Yeah, it does the the pose and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Mm. And you know, like, how the guy has... Uh, the guy, the big titan or whatever, has hands for a head? Yeah. Does that remind you of the profaned capital, where, like, they're the, the hand ladies? I was actually going to go one better and say it reminds me of Spy Kids. Spy Kids? Because there's a bit in Spy Kids where a guy is mutated, so he has a hand for a head. <laughs> nice. Um, <laughs> um, 
yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's about it for this one. What do you think? Uh, I think it's almost three a.m. <gasps> oh no! Do you have to go? Well, I don't have to go. That's the depressing part. Okay, we'll do this fast because we. Have I don't to- have to be anywhere or do no, anything. No, no, don't make- worry. We have. No- we, no, you- this is like the ROM podcast. We just have to finish it. Yeah, but it's we, we don't have long left, okay? Because we have the two trailers left, and they're like the shortest ones, okay? So we okay. got this. We got this. So one I don't care. Long. I'm not going anywhere. But you have to sleep, though. Well, I, don't, I don't have to. Mm. Okay. So now we're going to watch okay. Death Stranding trailer one. Okay. Okay, are you ready? Am I? <laughs> okay, I play. So we see crabs, right? Or whatever. Are these yeah. crabs or lobsters? Yeah. No, these crabs. No, it's just, it's things from the Oh, because it's, uh, it's Death Stranding. It's like yeah, Dish yeah, and yeah. Stranding or whatever, which we Yeah, this is about. one of the first ones we saw. Yeah. Yeah. This is the first one. This is the first one released. Yeah. So the monster is coming toward him. And then there's a baby. But the monster isn't, like, eating or attacking him. Aww. So sad. So the baby's wa- crawling away on his hands. Do you think that, yeah, like the baby died or something and I, I that's what's know. going on? But it's, it's he's doing the same thing, right? As the animals yeah. when the water, but like they leave a print and it fills out with like the black book. Yeah, yeah. And so there are the five figures again. Yep. And it looks like the scene uh, where we saw Lindsay Wagner earlier. Yeah, it's the same background. Yeah. And this is what Death Stranding is and the um, the thing you talked about. Yeah, yeah. Citation Stranding or whatever. Yeah. I like how the song says, I'll keep coming. And then, like, Kojima appears on the screen. His name's on the screen. It's like, I ain't going anywhere. (laughs) It's cool. It's like a a diss to Konami, you know? (laughs) Yeah. 
Tactical Theft Corporation. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's it. What are your thoughts on this uh, on this trailer? Well, it's the first one we saw. Yeah. And I thought that looks very strange. Mm-hmm. Um, back then, like at this point, and also the the one that was after this, where they had Guillermo del Toro in it. I thought it was going to be like a children of men scenario where like no, no babies were being born mm-hmm. and like it, like the human race was becoming extinct because no one else was being born. It was going right. to be like, I thought it was going to be that and it wasn't. And, uh, it looks like it's something a lot weirder. <laughs> yeah. And do you yeah, just the way that like the, the baby's handprints become the monster's handprints makes me wonder like, if that's something to do with the nature of the of the monsters, if they're like maybe they they were people once or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, it's so weird. Like I I you know, I can come up with a lot of weird theories, but I can't even like have no idea. And you know on I don't know if you noticed, but on his like think chest you can see like a, a scar yeah where he's, he's been cut open yeah i thought it was going to be that like people had to artificial like he had to carry a child mm-hmm. well it could but still they were be like, like yeah no but it looks more like that's where that tube connects to him and then the tube connects to the child that's in like an external sort of artificial womb thing and then that powers the shoulder machine well, I don't know. Does it power it or does the child know that the things are coming and that's what sets the thing off? I don't know. Rather than the... Like, I don't think the kid is necessarily acting as a, like, a, a battery. I th- yeah, that's... I think it is a... Yeah. Yeah, yeah I don't... I don't know. Um... So, this, like, this trailer, do you think... Like, if you had to, like, just invent a little mini timeline, do you think something happened? Maybe Sam got eaten by, got eaten by a monster, and so he went to purg- purgatory, came back, and this yeah. is just another scene of his death? It might be. Hmm. It might just be. <laughs> it's hard to tell. Like, this may even be a dream, because you, you, yeah. you see him with the baby, and then the baby is just gone. Like, it's very dreamlike. It's not... I was gonna ask you about that, too, where it's just, like... It... Yeah, if it's even real, or if it's... it's, Or if it's, like, a representation... It might be, like, a a flashback he's having when he's in the purgatory area. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and you know... Okay, another thing that this whole Death Stranding, like, goo stuff reminded me of is that you yeah. talk about uh, Kigara stuff a lot on your channel. Oh, yeah, yeah. Could you just, like, mention what that is? Well, one of the things... Okay, I want to start out because I was saying, like, I don't think this is Egyptian at all at mm-hmm. the beginning, right? Yeah. So I sound like a hypocrite. Yeah. So what I mean is, like... The reason that I talk about Japanese folklore stuff when I'm discussing the Souls games is that, like, they explicitly call it out. 
like all the when I talk about all these Shinto concepts about like stagnation and flow and corruption, mm-hmm. that's not because I read a book about it and thought that seems familiar. It's that it's literally using those words. Like that's it's not like it's just in the text. It's not a like a, a metaphor that I've seen. So, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, one of the things about Japanese um, Shinto yeah. is that there's a. This isn't just Shinto. This is a lot of like other religions do this as well. Um, the there's sort of no dividing line between what is spiritual and what is physical in terms of cleanliness. So, like, you, if you, like, touch an unclean thing, you become unclean. Like, it's a taboo substance. Mm -hmm. And you are unclean, and it doesn't matter if you are, if you are, it's, it's irrespective of if you are a good person. Um, like, we have equivalents in, like, uh, non, non Asian religions as well. So, like, like, uh, you know, the way that, um, in Judaism, you're not supposed to eat pork. Mm hmm. And in, in Islam, like, there's halal and haram things. It's like that, where mm-hmm. it's down to, like, this substance is bad. It doesn't- it's- you can be, like, the nicest person in the world, but you're still, like, something's wrong with you if you, like, get pig's blood on you or something. Which is different to, you know, the way that Christianity sort of is- is more about, like, the- the indiv- like, the individual person that, like, you can sort of- you know, yeah, dif- different conceptions of what is sinful and what is unclean, kind of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So the way that <clears throat> the way that the Death Stranding trailers are very heavily playing up that there's like sort of icky bits of dead whale everywhere. It looks like it's rotted. Seems like it might it might be tying into that a little bit. Hmm. Oh. Mm. Oh, and you just reminded me of another thing when you said ink. Like, there's an octopus or whatever that releases ink, right? The what? Like, there's like a there's a sea creature that releases ink to protect itself. Yeah, a squid. A squid, yeah, a sea creature. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, my boyfriend's like, you mean a horsefish? <laughs> Very funny. <laughs> I laughed. <laughs> Um, so we're gonna start forming a coalition against you. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! <laughs> um, so do you think that this, this, whatever this goose stuff is, could be relating to something like that? Well, is it? Do you think it's connected to the the black slime that's left behind by seemingly by the timefall? I have no idea. Yeah, well, that's the thing know. about Death Stranding. Yeah. We have no idea. Yeah, I don't even know what the, the black slime is, you know? like. It's like Are you going to call the video that? Death Stranding, I have no idea. Yeah, I think I'll have to. Because it's like, yeah. you know, the, the, the thing is, like, when the footprints appear, uh, I think it's in the fourth trailer, it's like, as the footprint appears, the thing gets filled up with, the, with something, and then it disappears. So it's like, like, what? You know? Yeah. It's not like if the footprint appears, then some water or a tile fall falls into it. No, it, like, appears out of the footprint. Right. So, uh, I don't know. It's like that, that weird black goo, like, that dragged the other person away. Like, arms came from it. And, you know? 
So you think that's like maybe a a door into the next you know, like yeah, like it's some sort yeah. of a portal type thing. And you also talk yeah. about bodies of water being types of portals or something. Yeah, that's a um, that's a Japanese thing as well. Could you just briefly touch upon it? Well, it's um, it's not even specifically a Japanese thing. I just talk about it in that context because that's where the Souls games are from, and that's the language they're originally written in. Redgrave, but the 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 reason, like um, in Bloodborne, the idea of Moonside Lake and the idea of all these these alternate worlds that are inside bodies of water is that, like, if you look at a city reflected in a lake, mm-hmm. it's almost as though there is another city under the lake that, like, you're seeing the reflection of. But, like the idea that. You know, if you looked into a mirror, what if it wasn't really a mirror? What if there was, like, another opposite world on the other side? hmm Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff about using bodies of water as a metaphor for enlightenment. The idea being that, like, if you look at the moon and the stars in the sky, they seem like they're these huge, insurmountable things. But then... At the same time, you can see the moon reflected in a drop of water. So the thing that seems like it can't be grasped can be contained in something small. Mm-hmm. So that's that's a way of looking at enlightenment. That like you might think you can't understand the cosmos, but really, you know, you can contain the cosmos in a drop of water. So mm-hmm. you have to look at it that way. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. And another interesting thing is a Reddit user, Lord Largo, pointed out, and I will link it to you. Um, is uh, about the five figures, and it looks yeah. like the middle one is holding holding a baby. That it makes sense, yeah. And then, uh, um. Oh, and then another person named Will Smith1984 pointed out that maybe Wagner is one of the figures, and maybe she's, like she's the figure holding the baby. Yeah, yeah. If the if they were like the dead or something. Yeah. Actually, can we can we talk about the the ghost fight in Metal Gear Solid Three again? Because it might be something like that. Yeah, go ahead. Because the idea is in this ghost fight in Metal Gear Solid Three. You you die. Actually, no, it's the same shit as the purgatory thing. You die yeah. at the start of the fight. Um, and instead of getting a game over, you're trapped in a purgatory space. Mm-hmm. And you ha- it's it's a river. Um, it's a river in the Japanese underworld. It, I, it would be the equivalent of, like, the river Styx or something in Greek mythology, if anyone knows that. The idea is it's, it's like this river that the dead go down. And the boss fight, which isn't really a boss fight in the traditional sense, is you, like, very slowly moving down the River of the Dead. And there's all of the ghosts of everyone in the game you've killed so far. Right. Um, moving along the river as well. And they, like, grab you and they try to, like, pull you. And they, they sort of drain your life as they touch you. Mm-hmm. And that's quite similar to what I'm seeing here with the, the hand things. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thank you. Okay, so we have just one trailer left. Okay. Excited? We almost made it. I am... Yeah. Let me uh, me put this here. Okay, ready? I am ready. 
So another upside down rainbow in the body of water. Yeah. More. It seems like reflections and inverse things are yeah. going to be a, a big part of yeah. this. More crabs. Some of them are discolored. Hmm. Mm. Oh, look. A doll of a baby. Oh, broken. Yeah. Broken. And here's Grandma Doltaro. Yeah. And look, he has a cuff. Like the health cuff. Yeah. <laughs> and Can you at- see like those... Um... Oh, I've completely forgotten about this part. Yeah. The... Yeah. The- the um the planes and later on there are tanks. They have the same sort of weird umbilical cord things on them. Yeah, and like if you look, you see the bridges logo that we talked about in the in the beginning. Yeah, and, and he's got like it looks like a scar on his head. Yeah, so I wanted to ask you about this. What could it mean? The scar on his head. I don't well because Sam has a scar on his abdomen. Yeah. So does he have a? Baby but I don't know what this means head? here. No, because he isn't he carrying a baby, yes. but he it's not connected to him. Yeah. Serious. <laughs> well, you might. Well, no, but it's not out of the question. <laughs> Maybe there's a baby controlling him, like in Men in Black. Remember? What a some sort of boss baby. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't seen Boss Baby. Is Death Stranding a sequel to the Boss Baby? Doesn't it already have a sequel? Yes, it has an entire TV show that's a sequel. Oh, God. No, but do you remember Men in Black? When the guy's face opens and there's yeah. a little alien inside? Yeah. Well, maybe there's a little yeah. baby inside there. Huh? Huh? Okay, my boyfriend um, does not approve of that theory, so we will move on. Yeah, okay. <laughs> He's looking at me like I'm insane. Do you know the, the last time he looked at me like that? Do you know when that was? When I was trying to explain to him uh, the concept of Baba Yaga's house, when I was like, yeah, she lives yeah. in the forest and she has a house, but then the house has chicken legs, so it can walk away sometimes. And he's like, yeah, what but kind like, of crack I, are you I understood on? that as a small child. <laughs> it's very simple. It's, he, I don't know. He questioned his left. If the house could move without chicken legs, it wouldn't make sense. <laughs> Richie said if the house could move without chicken legs, it wouldn't make sense. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Why not wheels? Um, good question. (laughs) Well, I I guess if it had wheels, it would be difficult to move around in the forest because she'd keep crashing into things. So the Yeah. Yes, it's it's all been thought through. (laughs) Slavic mythology is the most accurate mythology. <laughs> you know, we have a goal when we reach a certain uh, a certain thing on Patreon. We're going to talk about Baba Yaga, like Slavic yeah. folklore. Yeah. So be prepared, Richie. All right, I don't care. I'm down with that. <laughs> you down with that? Awesome. So yeah. yeah, and also another thing that's really weird is like you know, like the whole thing is like in shambles, but he has like a perfectly tidy suit on. Like, he doesn't yeah. fit in there. It's like, it looks like he just left a meeting and then he's like, oh, the world just ended. Nobody told me. Nobody told me, Academy Award when Guillermo del Toro, <laughs> that the world had ended. Yeah. So, it, I don't know. It makes me think, like, is this, you know, is this real or is this in his head or like, is it like. It's oh, no, weird. I think this is probably real. But it's so weird. Maybe he walked through a portal. Like. 
Anyway, let's keep Why, why is he walked through a portal more normal to you? Oh, that why he's not dirty. Yeah, yeah, that's why he's just out of yeah. place, yeah. And it's like also he seems pretty modern dressed and the whole thing seems to be a lot older, you know? Yeah. Okay, so play. So he's going into a creepy tunnel, which probably seems like a bad idea. Yeah, these things look great. Oh, they make me think of, like, one reborn tanks. Yeah. Oh, do you remember Akira? Yes. It makes me think of that, too. Well, when Tetsuo is mutating into a giant, like, organ blob. Yeah. 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 Oh, look, the, the creepy water. Or whatever. And he looks relieved. He's like, oh, they didn't see me. I'm relieved. Oh, no! His shoes! So he plugs the baby in, but he doesn't have a shoulder arm thing. Oh, so, yeah, he must have the same, like, connection thing. And this is so creepy, because the baby has... It's being pulled by a string, but also it has, like like, a scar, like Sam... It's so weird. Yeah. Oh, the baby blinked again. Aww. You can see there's a whole lot of dead animals there, like dead sea creatures as well. Yeah. Like the whole scene, it's so weird. It's like as if like, like multiple worlds collided and then this is what it is. Like it's so, I don't know. Do you think like when they, um... When the time fall thing happens and the, the black goo appears, mm-hmm. that it actually connects to the sea. And that's why they keep being all these, like, s- dead sea creatures just floating there. Maybe, yeah. Because they've actually come up from the sea, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Hmm. That would make sense. But here, too, it's so, like, I don't understand his motivations. Like, he's going to go in the tunnel and, as we'll see, like, uh, Mass Mikkelsen appears there, right? So it's like... Yeah. Are you, like, are you trying to hide from him? Or is it the opposite where you're, like, going to meet him? Like, what is, like, what is this weird thing that's going on, you know? And, like, what is that? It kind of reminds me of uh, the red effect from the first trailer we saw, where the blood falls on the ground, but it's probably not related, though. And there are cords in the sea, do you see? Sorry, in the water. Yep, yeah. And then, do you, like, did they teleport here? Like, what's going on there? Well, is it similar to how he appears in the other trailer where he just sort of, no, like... No, because he just he, goes from, like, No, but up. I mean, maybe he can just drop in places. Yeah. So that's, like, really creepy, too. And he comes with a couple of soldiers. Yeah. And then at this point, they should actually see Guillermo del Toro over there, right? Because he's, like, right there. Unless he ran away. And look, he's covered in all that goo. And this, I think, is yep. really cool. 
And then and then a little rainbow appeared as he did that. And he has a compass. Yeah. And he's like So do you think like obviously these are separate factions? Like these guys don't work for the same group that Sam and Guillermo work for. Yeah. yeah. And look, the baby is here. And now the color changed a little bit. And now yeah. the goo is gone from his face. Does he also have a scar? Or is that just a goo residue on his top left eye? Anyway. So, yeah, but I really dig this trailer. I really like it. But there are, like, so many yeah. details in it. But it's like, Yeah. So, do you have any any thoughts, any ideas? No, I think I just I like the the biomechanical vehicle yeah. things. Mm-hmm. And an interesting thing is that um, there's a post by Mind Leaker, and uh, yeah. he connects this trailer to uh, specifically World War II France. Right. And um, let me just double check. Well, that would France would make sense if if Leia Sadu's in it because she's French. Yeah. And, but Maybe she's, like, yeah. part of it's in France. Yeah. Yeah, that would be cool. And he outlines, like, different things why it's World War II. He or she points out that there are these telephone poles that, like, are present in French architecture in the trailer. Right. So that's pretty interesting. And, um... Yeah. Do you think, like, the time has something to do with World War II, that it's, like, pushing it back? Yeah, like, I probably, like, it's, I don't know, yeah. Remember, like, the red moon and stuff, where, like, the boundaries yeah. between the worlds are blurred and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe they didn't eat their crypto bites, and this happened. Mm. Mm. Do you think they'll actually, like, have limited edition crypto bite things you can buy that are, like, a little water bear made of gum? I hope so. Like gummy bears, but like water bears. Yeah. Yeah. That would be awesome. And like, you know the last scene where he looks like, uh, where uh, Mass Nicholson looks really like weird or whatever? Um, yeah. It reminded me of the scene where uh, Lea Sedu eats a, it's a cryptobite. Like, I don't know why. Because they're both weird. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Okay. <laughs> That's one way of looking at it. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's it. Like, I don't really have any more thoughts on that one. Well, Death Stranding is weird, <laughs> and mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, so we're done with the trailer analysis stuff, but there's one more part. Unless you have to go. No, it's okay. It's only uh, quarter it's, past three oh in the morning. I, well, it's fine because I don't understand what you just said. So I'll assume it's like 7 p.m. for you. It's a perfect time okay. to talk. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So a couple of things that I like found really interesting uh, that I just wanted to talk to you about. And they don't okay. necessarily relate to like a trailer specifically. But you know right. how Ludens is the Kojima like production's mascot? And yeah. people, like, for example, Freed Moxie and Mishari222 pointed out that there seems to be similarity between the mascot and some stuff we see in-game. 
So like uh, what Sam wears is is similar to uh, to what the mascot wears. And here. Oh yeah, yeah. Like the art is reminiscent of the trailers. Like it says, for example, I think bridges on the patch on the side or whatever. Right, yeah. So people have speculated that maybe the whole Ludens thing plays a bigger role in the game than we than we know. Maybe. And another thing that happened is I recently, like, I went on, well, recently, I think a few weeks ago, maybe, I don't remember, but I went, uh, I went on Kojima's Twitter, and I saw this, yeah. and when I saw it, I was like, oh my god, another Death Stranding trailer? Like, like, play it. Okay. But it wasn't, it was just like a Kojima production Oh, it's just like their, yeah, their logo thing. Yeah, but do you see in the beginning how it's like totally Death Stranding? Yeah. They're probably, like, based on the same thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. Oh, and then, uh, like, Snoop Rocket also mentioned that Time Wanderers may have been an inspiration for the game. What's that? Uh, it's a book. And there's okay. an excerpt from it. So, uh, I'll link it, and there's, like, a bunch of pages you can read. Yeah. If you're interested. Oh, another thing. Um, you know how in the, I think in the first trailer, uh, Sam has necklaces? Kind of. Yeah, so I was like curious about them. And uh, I googled it and there's a post by Fadis Mintz uh, that like has a, has a picture of them. And then someone named Srazy outlines like what each equation is. You don't think that's neat, Richie? Well, no, I, I I haven't seen the thing you've linked yet. Okay. I'm looking at it now. Okay. Yeah. Um. One. Uh. One is an Einstein field equation describing gravitation. Uh. One is about reaction diffusion. One is a representation of a scalar field. One is a Schwarzschild radius, one is the Dirac equation, and one is quantum entanglement. Mm. Now, can you explain what each one of these is, please? Um, Schwarzschild radius is to do with black holes. I know that. Mm-hmm. And, like, gravity is also to do with black holes. Mm-hmm. So there may be something to do with a black hole. Mm-hmm. Uh... Involved in this. Whoa. Okay. Do you think it's going to be that, like, the the explosion is caused by some sort of, like, black hole antimatter thing? And that's, yeah, maybe. They're from a black hole, and the other side of the black hole is, like, another parallel universe. Yeah, and sometimes they collide, and, like, all these weird things happen. Or whatever. Because it is a whole, like, a lot of talk about, like, mirrors, right? And hands, and, like reaching each other so it would make sense if you have like two sort of different universes that are trying to connect or are connecting that weird stuff happens i think or something i don't know the dirac equation is about sim is about symmetry which fits with the hand thing yeah yeah cool thank you 
And okay, one thing I wanted to ask you, you know how uh, Leah Sadu has a really weird umbrella? Yeah. Do you have any thoughts on why it's so weird? Because uh, Kojima's a weird guy. <laughs> right, the thing about Kojima is, he made a bunch of really odd games, and then Metal Gear Solid was a huge hit. And Konami sort of, like, trapped him into making endless Metal Gear Solid games. But they were all complete, like, obviously they were all the same series, but they tended to, like, wildly diverge from each other in terms of the mechanics they were doing and the tone they had. Mm-hmm. So, like, like Metal Gear Solid Five is an open world game, mm-hmm. you know, which Metal Gear Solid Four is not, it's completely linear. Okay. Things like that. Mm-hmm. So, I kind of get the impression that, like, he had all these ideas for games. Right. He's only allowed to make Metal Gear games. <laughs> so he would just sort of, like, work them into the Metal Gear games that mm-hmm. he was making. So, like, obviously what they've done with Metal Gear is sort of terrible because this is this, like, Metal Gear Survive zombie thing mm-hmm. that's coming out that looks like shit. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like that they've done that with the series, but it also means that Kojima is free to do his own thing, yeah. like... To be in complete control again. And, like, this thing, like, Death Stranding might be a complete fucking disaster. Like, we don't know. But it's sort of exciting that it exists at all. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Cool. Yeah, the way you say it, it's like a sad story, but then he's free, so it's a happy ending. <laughs> yeah. It reminds me of, like, um, and like Heaven's Gate or something, where it's just, like, some guy's given absolute control over something and it might go horribly wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh. I also sent you another link, and this is by uh, Paul Pliny. Um And it's just like a transcription of one of the stickers on the backpack. I yeah. Think. And it's really cool. I don't know, I just thought it was super cool. Does it say that Ludwig killed Maria? Of course it does. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Miyazaki and Kojima are friends. <laughs> they meet up and they discuss things. <laughs> yeah. No. Did you click it? Uh, no, hang on. I'm all in a second. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is... Yeah. It's neat. Yeah. So, um, so there's, a, there's a circuit inside. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that's just like... a? Do not tamper circuit, or that the circuit is somehow relevant to the, like to the what Sam's doing. Mm-hmm. Okay, and here's another one that's pretty interesting, and this is just all of the posters uh, put together, and you'll notice something right away. Only the men have texts with strands. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the strands are the umbilical cord. Mm-hmm. And I guess, like, Mads Mickelson has the cord things coming out of him. We know that Norman Reedus does. And, I, yeah, Guillermo del Toro does as well, doesn't he? I guess. Because he plugs in the yeah. baby, right? Yeah. Yeah, and this was posted by the Invisible Ones. And um, yeah. there are really interesting comments in the thread. Um... Where somebody's like, maybe these strands symbolize synthetic umbilical cords. Yeah, they absolutely, I think, do. Oh, 
okay, another interesting thing. You know the jacket that Leia Sidhu is wearing where, like, the spikes, um, like, go yeah. off and retract or whatever? And somebody yeah. named Lol Menoptimus posted that maybe um, the the spikes could be related to uh, to this stuff, which is like magnetic fluid. You know, I don't know if you've ever seen those those YouTube videos. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Yeah, and if you fast forward to like two minutes, it literally looks like her her jacket. Yeah. So I thought that was a pretty cool find. Okay, and you know uh, the PT thing. Yep. The original Norman Reedus fetus game. Yeah, exactly. And a few people pointed out that they're like similarities like the invisible ones and retro boogie posted yeah and i'll link it to you and it's like pictures that compare the two and it's really interesting so you think this you think death stranding might be like um like recycled parts from silent hills that wasn't made i think so yeah yeah i mean and that would explain all the stuff about like the baby and the the Dreams of the wife and everything. Yeah, because in the because that's much yeah. that's much more Silent Hill yeah. than it is like sort of you wouldn't really get that in Metal Gear, I don't think. But PT straight up had a fetus in a sink. Yeah, exactly. And there were there was something about umbilical cords too. I uh, forget what it was. Maybe. No, no, there was. Just... Like I, yeah, I don't, I don't remember. Take my word exactly. for it. I'm a professional. I try. I'm taking your word for okay, it. Yeah, there was something about umbilical cords. I just don't remember what. Because I didn't, yeah. I never actually played it because I was too scared, and I watched some of it. So, yeah, yeah. We should like rewatch it and see the similarities. Maybe there's something there that's cool. Um, okay. Yeah, and uh, another interesting thing, and that was posted by Assassin Hero One, and they suggested that when the baby is asleep, maybe you should you will need to tap the touchpad to wake it up. And they also yeah. said that it's similar to a MSG4 mechanic that was cut. I don't know. I don't know what was cut yeah. from that. But yeah, but it, it's cool. That would be pretty cool, though. Yeah. And uh, XXX, Johnny GXXX said that uh, Italian Amazon has the game out uh, for pre order for December 31st, 2020. Okay, we've got a while to figure it out then. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there we go. And another thing that was interesting, it was posted by Scrumpus, is this. And, like, remember when um, uh, Sam walks around on weird terrain? It's similar yeah. to the underwater terrain that he finds himself in. Oh, yeah, so you think it's like... Oh, actually, what it looks like is, like, the underwater thing has has been beat. Like, it's all been dredged up to the surface. And maybe that's why there's all these dead fish and whales lying around. Yeah, so it's like... Yeah. I think it's a really cool observation. It's like... Yeah. Yeah, it's neat. Um... Oh, my God, okay. And there were a couple of people, like, uh, Positive Matter 6 and Archangel yeah. QQ. Like, the ice... <laughs> And they found early access to Death Stranding. Do you know what it is? Uh, it's called Deadly Kajumbo. What? It's like this game that, like, 
rips of Death Stranding type deal. <laughs> it's like really funny. <laughs> and there are like you can find like playthroughs of it on YouTube. Okay. <laughs> it's like you can finally try playing the great genius Kanjumbo. Everybody knows Kanjumbo genius. The fourth game is brilliant. There was a global catastrophe. The big explosion changed the familiar world and the water began to go away. All marine animals are stranded. Death spread all over the planet. There were strange dark creatures. The birth rate of children has stopped. But there is a small ray of hope in the form of a new child over the past many years. I see, I see. (laughs) That's the description of the game. And like when you click it, it's literally stuff from the trailers, but done badly. (laughs) (laughs) Survive and protect the flask. I like the Steven Universe ripoff Clarence Go to Fantastic World. Where the description is just see this fat boy run. <laughs> okay. Oh, and this is random, but this is the view of E3 during yeah. um the the preview of Death Stranding. And it's it's really cool. Oh, cool, with the hands. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh... Yeah. Yep. Oh, there's another one. Okay, this one I really like. <laughs> You'll see why. <laughs> no explanation needed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> The story is about me confirmed, but that's not all. It's also confirmed through this Kojima tweet. Like, the story is literally about the snack covenant. Because look, look what he posted. Oh my god. Look how many snacks. The boy loves his snacks. Yeah, yeah, he's worshipping the covenant. These must be the kind of snacks that make you full of ideas. <laughs> we should get them. We should totally... We're going to have to get them before our next podcast. Yeah. So, so people should donate to Patreon so we can get all these snacks. <laughs> I was going to joke about that, but then I'm like, no, there are YouTube channels that are literally are just people eating. Oh my God. We could make a fortune. Do you know how much I could eat? You need to do, like, Russian tries Australian snacks for the first time. We'll need to look up, like, weirdest Russian and Australian foods. And then we send them to each other, and then we have to eat them. Okay. Okay. Well, I guess this is it for this podcast. Huh, it was only uh, three hours and 44 minutes long. I said it was going to take under an hour. You said it's going to take five minutes. Yeah, we were both very wrong. It's three hours and 45 minutes. Oh, my goodness. Um. Do you want me to reveal something? Okay. During this podcast, I did the entirety of Dark Souls from the beginning of Sen's Fortress through to the Kiln of the First Flame. 
That's pretty amazing. Thank you. So I guess this is it. Yeah, we've learned nothing about Death Stranding. What do you mean? We learned so much about everything. This was very educational in many aspects. Name one. <laughs> Just going to be the end of the podcast. <laughs> um, okay, so I guess it's time to say goodbye, yeah. Richie. Goodbye, everyone. And? You have to remind people that we have a Discord channel. It's in the description. Oh, yeah. There's a Discord as well. It's in the description. And, like, all the stuff we talked about can be found in the description. And yep. uh, Richie has, like, Twitter and YouTube, and it's also in the description. Yeah. Um, yeah, you actually post lore stuff on Twitter, so I would actually recommend following you. Well, what I do is I basically, like, post shit on Twitter as I come up with it. But it isn't actually in a video yet. So it's like, so like today, today I posted some stuff about the baneful chanters in the fishing hamlet, so which it's like, um, it's like a first look into your lore. Well, it's just like I found this. I haven't made a video about it yet, but here it is because I'm not gonna mm-hmm. insist on hanging on to stuff for some bizarre reason. <laughs> no one can know. <laughs> well, I did mention someone in the beginning of the this podcast, but let's mention someone else from the community. Okay. Do you want to mention? Uh, I'm trying to think of someone who's like, does work that needs to be like, get more attention. Mm-hmm. Have we mentioned Vodka yet? I don't think so. I think now is a good time. She's a very good artist and her, I think she has a Redbubble store. Mm-hmm. There's somewhere where you can buy her art online. We'll find out and post in the description. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And do you know her Twitter by heart? A uh, vodka folly BB. Mm-hmm. So check her out. She's really good. So that's really that's good. it's vodka and then folly is F O L I E. Yeah. Yeah. So check her out. She's really good. Yeah. And she's really cool. She knows a lot about fairies. So I want to talk to her about Deracine. There we go. And, uh, yeah. Awesome. Okay, well, thanks very much, Richie. Do you still thank me, though? Like, aren't oh, I right. just here now? Yeah. Okay, right. Thanks very much, yeah. everyone. <laughs> thanks, everyone, except Richie. Yeah, that's, well, that's what you're asking me to do every single time when I say thank you. You're like, uh, No. Become a brain genius and subscribe today. Okay. If you subscribe today, you may become enlightened enough to understand Death Stranding. <laughs> I don't know about that. I wouldn't make these promises, Richie. Become a truly enlightened gamer and subscribe <laughs> right. today. You will learn all of the numbers, including a million. Bye. Bye.